and welcome to Blaze Body. It is Wednesday, the 13th of May. My name is Ben, joined as always by Andrew. How you doing, Paul? I'm not doing too bad, considering, mate. What about you? Yeah, pretty much the same, thank you. Uh, can't, can't complain particularly, you know, still still missing football, of course, but uh, hopefully today we'll, uh, we'll fill that gap a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're going to send it back to the summer of 2016, and we're going to talk about... Chris Wilder's first season as Sheffield United manager. It was, of course, um, four years to the day yesterday that he became manager, which is a, a happy coincidence because I think we'd decided to do this slightly in advance of that. So yeah, <laughs> it looks like even better timing now. But um, yeah, it was... Uh, it, well, I think we we have to start really by, I guess, even though we don't particularly want to, discussing how we arrived at this point in the summer of 2016 and... And that is, of course, um, the Nigel Adkins season and and everything that kind of came with it. Um, do you want to quickly say a few words about Nigel Adkins as Sheffield United manager or indeed I've as just, a manager I've generally? last programme for that season, you know, against Scunthorpe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just looking at the back now and I've just been counting as you've been speaking. We had 37 players. Oof. It's just insane, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think it was an awful season and there were some awful signings and all this sort of stuff. But I do... I will sort of bat for Adkins slightly here and say that I think this would complete hangover from the cloth era. Yeah, um, I was. In in the research for this, I did find an interview with Adkins from when he was at... He'd become the whole manager. And uh, yeah, yeah. He, he basically... I mean, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a total like excuse making, but he did reference that. that I think he had 50 players on the books or something like that. I don't know if he was yeah. exaggerating slightly and he was... Uh, he said something like, you know, I was the only person that didn't bring anyone in in that January transfer window. The only club in the division that didn't sign anyone in January. Um, yeah. And, you know, only able to bring players I McCabe did an interview where he said, we've got a good enough team, we just need to get it together. And I was just like, I had head in my hands, like, no. Yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't a good season, of course, 2015-16. It started with a 4-0 hammering at Gillingham, which was a... Uh, very, very unenjoyable, as you can imagine. We were unbeaten in uh, pre-season that, that season as well. Yeah, that was the year I learned to not pay any attention to pre-season yeah. form. I think. Yeah, because yeah, uh, this pre-season, we lost to Halifax, I think, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was about to mention that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hardly a, a, a lineup of difficult opponents in pre-season for this <laughs> one. But yeah, so Adkins, Adkins leads us to <laughs> leads to mm. 11th in the, uh, in the league, which is our lowest league finish since uh, mm. 1983. Yeah. Um, and I guess also just a continuation of this downward slide that we'd been on for seven or eight years, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, probably from, I guess, from 2009 onwards. Is that fair, do you think? From the. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I think from Blackwell's playoff season onwards, we finished lower every time, I think. I think that's right. Thereabouts. We've probably got a couple of mid table championship ones in there before. Oh, sorry, we finished one a cloth, obviously, finished seventh with him the first season he came in, and then we finished fifth. But it were a poorer season overall, if you get what I mean, without the cup runs and stuff. Mm. Yeah, that is a good way of looking at it. Yeah, it, it felt obviously the Clough, um, Clough's first season or first half a season, if you like, was a that was a rescue job, wasn't it, from disastrous start that we'd had. Um, yeah. And then we went into the following season quite optimistic, but it turned out to be pretty awful as you kind of hinted there despite finishing fifth in the league yeah. and then um, Adkins comes in and I was fairly optimistic that he could be yeah. the guy to pull it together but um, I, I, I never uh, I wanted Clough sacked at the end of that season I have to admit simply yeah. because I just thought he completely messed everything up in terms of recruitment I was delighted when Adkins came in I've got to admit I really were happy about it he had a great record 
Yeah, yeah, he did. Did you? Um, what about the end of the season? Were you like, we have to get rid, or were you no, thinking? Do you know what? I, I, I was so disillusioned by that point, and I'll, we'll come on to this later when we talk about when people want a wilder out early doors. I was saying, look, we're going to have to stick with the manager soon. We cannot mm. keep doing this. We'd had Danny Wilson didn't go up sacked basically the season after. Uh, David Weir terrible start sacked. Clough first full season didn't go up sacked. Yeah, Nigel Atkins terrible first season sacked. I just thought at one point where we we're going to have to settle on on somebody you know no matter yeah. what no matter how badly they'd started or something like that we had to give it two or three years with someone because it weren't working this sacking a manager every season so when he got fired i was sort of a bit i don't know i won't say depressed not not because of atkins he did me head in all season but yeah. i was sort of downcasting like right another one's gone who's next you know uh-huh. where, where do we go from here we've done the nigel atkins had a brilliant record in League One. We did the Nigel Clough thing, who were a fairly biggish sort of name, you know. Mm. We'd done Danny Wilson, who had loads of experience in League One. We'd done the one-of-his-own sort of thing with Chris Morgan for a little bit. Because the new manager, David Weir. And you're like, where do we go next? You know, what? what who else is going to come in? Yeah, yeah, indeed. I, I can't remember who is, in my mind, like who I wanted to take over. I think you, you kind of uh, nailed the main thing for me with Atkins, was I was... I was just sick of his nonsense. I think it was, yeah. you know, obviously the the performances on the pitch were bad, but I mean, the, the just yeah, the he just wasn't a good fit for this fan base. And I, I think don't they think. said it on the Four Blades pod as well, where they said like, That's you know, right, it, yeah. it, it, it were never really going to work out. I think he'd be fantastic at Wednesday because mm. he, he likes massaging the ego of the club. He used to say this is Sheffield United, we're a big club, and it, that doesn't work for us, does it? It doesn't sort of we don't go weak at the knees like Wednesday fans do, all that sort of stuff. So. And I'm just re-looking now at the last programme notes he did, and it, and it's absolutely incredible. It really is. Just it doesn't sort of mention anything about the season. He's just like, thanks everybody. Uh, well done, Billy Sharp getting Player of the Year. Blah blah blah. George Long nominated for Young Player of the Year. See you next season. <laughs> There's no sort of like, right, this is where we've gone wrong. Or, and I, I remember that at the end of the season in his interview, do say like, where's it gone wrong? And he, he didn't really say well, yeah, this went wrong and I should have done this for better or we didn't do this. It was just sort of, right, we're back next season. Come on. Like, just a crap Barry Fry. <laughs> <laughs> just like a, a work-safe Barry Fry. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we, we we need somebody to talk straight to us, don't we? Not to be too reductive about mm. what we want in a, in a manager, but I do think that's a very... Uh, it's a big appeal of Wilder, and uh, you know, obviously the fact yeah. that uh, the fact that we win all the time is also a big appeal. But um, you know, as a straight talker, I think re- even Blackwell, for all Blackwell's faults as a manager in his, his interviews, he was fairly straightforward. I felt, mm. you know, he were like, "That's rubbish today. I'm not accepting that." Sheffield United, Warnock to a different degree. I don't think Warnock were exactly. He, he played the blame game a lot, but mm. you know, he, he, at the same time, he didn't sort of come out with nonsense like Atkins did about when we were 12th in the league, saying we're going to finish top. Which is, which is an actual quote from Adkins yeah. when we lost to Port Vale away. You know, it's just rubbish. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something like, you know, everything, the plan's still, you know, mm. everything's still going as planned or whatever while we're still I just remember the every time we lost, even Clough after we lost, he'd say, well, you know, we, we should have got a point out of this. And you think, wow, well, what's this obsession with the point? <laughs> with Adkins, it were always as if, it were always so bright and cheerful and... I suppose, yeah, that's a one-way managing, obviously. It's, it's all psychological and stuff. But it was just so infuriating when he'd lost again. He'd like, yeah, I thought we did well for 20 minutes today. We, we really did. But I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the the man who obviously replaced Adkins really couldn't be uh, couldn't be a bigger opposite, I don't think. But no. just uh, just in case people are not aware of Chris Wilder's background, um, which is probably 
uh, not many people at all that uh, don't know it by now. But he obviously uh, he'd won League Two with Northampton the previous season. Uh, he joined them the year before that when they were in the relegation zone. Uh, kept them up in that year. They had you know absolutely no money. You know they were not able to pay players or anything like that. They were a complete mess on and off the pitch when he arrived. Mm. His second season or his first full season, I should say, uh, ninety nine points in in uh, League Two wins the league with them. Um, I did get the feeling he'd kind of been on our radar for a bit as like a potential mm. manager, but mainly down to obviously the success he was having in the lower leagues and you know his his connection as a, a Blades fan and, and former player and all that, but. At the same time, it was a little bit of a surprise to me when he became manager in terms of not not like, oh, this guy isn't right for us yet or anything. It's just it it felt to me like it came a little bit out of nowhere. And that's kind of I think he alludes to that a bit on the one of our own pod, doesn't he, that he did for the club. Do you remember? Yeah, he was set to sign for Charlton, weren't he? Him and Alan Neil were had an interview at Charlton. They pretty much got the job. And then he got the call from I think it was McCabe saying, Uh, you know, come to Bramall Lane for an interview, and he's, they were like, "Well, yeah, we'll go." You know, I don't, I don't think even he thought he was going to get it, did he? At first, and then when they did the interview, he came out and he says to Alan Neil, "I think we've got it." Yeah, you know, he was quite surprised to think that that he that he got it. Yeah, um, think... sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, I think he, um, I think he said on that podcast, that him and Neil were literally on a train to London mm-hmm. uh, to see the Charlton people, and uh, he got the call from McCabe then. So. Yeah, it was, it was very, you know, that was the one thing that McCabe did give us, I suppose, for all his yeah, criticism. Yeah, I mean, apparently this were influenced by Dave Bassett to a degree, weren't it, as well? Mm. Dave Bassett had been saying for years, go and get Chris Wilder. And I think I think a lot of our fan base, let's not sort of sugarcoat this, and I was probably one of them were thinking, well, you know, here we go, another a lower league, Sheffield United manager, he might get us in playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone were absolutely like, oh my God, we've got Chris Wilder. He didn't have that sort of, he, he would, he'd done really well, obviously, in his background, but he was still seen as a lower league manager, rightly so. Mm. He'd not managed above League Two. So I don't think any of us really were properly excited. I don't know about yourself, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but... I, to be honest, I can't totally remember. I think I was on such a such a downer from the Atkins season. It's It's hard for me to remember... It's hard for me to think I was overly excited, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, similar. It's a good point to segue to the signings that summer. A lot of unknowns and a lot of players where you think, like, well, you know, is he actually any good? I mean, we obviously we're going to look like idiots here in in hindsight because so many of these players went on to be mm. essentially club legends over the next couple of seasons. But yeah, if you, you look through the players that um, that we did sign, you know, Mark, Mark Duffy was uh, he was signed from Birmingham, but you know, essentially deemed not good enough for Burton, who'd got promoted to the Championship the year before, I think. Um, O'Connell, Brentford reject, Fleck, Coventry fans thought he was washed up, rubbish. In fact, do you want to do you want to just uh, mention that actually? The, uh, the the John Fleck Coventry fans, yes. Uh, oh wow! Whoever voted Fleck Player of the Season, obviously, we only went to the first half of games. Um, a sideways move uh, for Fleck, which uh, a suit his style of play. Uh, you need big, tough midfielders in this division, and Fleck isn't one of them. I can't see why he's gone to Sheffield United, though. We've been carrying him. He's never played well for over 60 minutes. He's not rubbish, but no, he's not championship level. On his day, he's very talented, but he disappears too early and he can't tackle. Um, 
Bob, we've already replaced him with a better player. Not bothered about this. It was just sort of... There were some people saying, look, he, he were, I mean, he won their player of the year the season before. Mm. Uh, this player saying, like, he was brilliant for his last season. But then there's other ones who were just basically saying... There was someone's putting a yeah, very embarrassed for him. Sheffield United are not known as a footballing powerhouse. It'll be fantastic at the end of the season we get promoted. And, uh, yeah, Coventry got relegated. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it, though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's hard not to feel that way when it, you know when you see I think generally a lot of fans when a player leaves a club it's I think it's probably quite normal for them to be yeah, like talking like down that. a little bit make themselves feel better but that one is like well we signed this guy you know Coventry didn't want him to the extent where he's joining us on a free transfer and all their fans are saying is crap like yeah. great you know and then I think also there's a bit there was a bit for me of like I was so kind of discombobulated with what I wanted United to do at this point that you know, mm. when I look back at these transfers now, I'm like, "What? Who actually did I want us to sign? We'd, we'd gone, <laughs> you know, we'd gone for the big name players, if you like. You know, I, I'm yeah, going to say yeah. it, Dean Hammond, the yeah, Premier, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mean, Premier League players got signed. And these quotes that I saw, because I've gone back obviously on the S2 forum uh, to get some stuff for the, for this podcast, and these quotes from me saying, "Oh, yeah, this could be work out. Well, he's a, he's a really good record at Leicester and Southampton and stuff." And he was rubbish, obviously, but we didn't know that he's a big name for League One. Yeah. And a similar kind of thing with uh, with Coots and Freeman, for example, who yeah, were yeah. obviously put on the transfer list. And you know, I, I do I want to talk about them in a little bit more detail uh, after this, maybe. But you know, I think the vast majority of United fans would be very happy for them to leave that summer. You know, they've been pretty poor through their whole time with with United. Um, I think Coots in particular were very very much disliked by I'd say a large section not that it wasn't a minority I think mm. when he got on the transfer list I think most people applauded and said yeah well yeah obviously yeah um, yeah just to return to my sort of uh, winding point there I suppose yeah so it, we, I didn't really know what I wanted us to do in terms of transfers because mm. yeah we've, got, we've gone for those big names players but then I'm I do remember thinking this this list of players that we signed you know Jay Cry like alright so he you know he did well for Oxford but like that's Oxford. Is he, you know, is he the man that's going to turn us around? I mean, he must have been yeah. late 20s at that point. Leon Clark, you know, washed up yeah. ex-Wednesday journeyman. Why Why is that anything to get excited yeah. about? Um, and yeah, I don't know if there's anyone else you want to sort of pick out among, or are your general feelings among the, about the kind of signings that we did make? I have to admit, I was, I was fairly oh, excited with Flight. Not excited, that's the wrong term. I, I thought that would be a good signing, simply because he'd won the Player of the Year at Coventry. I remember him playing against us and being decent. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he were. Mm. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, I'm not, I didn't have that sort of uh, insight into him. But and Mark Duffy were another one who's always played well against us, aren't they, Duffy? Um, yeah, that's of, true. And when we brought him in. So those were two when I thought, yeah, they, they could be decent. The rest of them, I didn't know anything about Jack O'Connell, didn't know anything about Chris Ulsay. Same as everyone else, really, on Clark. I thought it was a bit of a nuisance, but he's passed his best. You know, let's be honest. You know, Jake Wright couldn't get in the Oxford team. James Wilson had been released at Oldham. Mm. It was just like, I mean, I think the the start of the season, like I said, I got some quotes from S2, and I think this summed up my thoughts in, in many ways. Someone put, I'm not going to do the names out, by the way, because I don't want to embarrass them, but um, <laughs> a midfield containing Basham and Coots or one of the scrappy midgets will create nothing. Long will give them at least one goal, and it'll become obvious very quick that we need one more centre-back. Another one is uh, to getting out of this league after the sixth, after the sixth year. I would love to, but having seen Burton be great in defence, don't concede, and we can take us apart twice. Uh, I don't think we have much in our locker to get out of the division's top two playoffs. Though we should do that. Someone else put, we look decidedly average this season. We'll win, we'll lose, we'll do strange things throughout the season. 
Uh, and then the other one was uh, this this team has come off a season with Nigel Adkins in big letters. <laughs> They're going to be rubbish. It's going to take a while, maybe two or three seasons of wilder management. All we need to look for this season improvement and nothing more. Not even promotion. It would be a lovely surprise, but honestly, we're a League One team and not even a good one, a bog average one at best. That all sounds negative. I think I were on board with most of that, to be completely honest, at that particular point. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and then you look at... Um... You know, the, the amount of players that were let go in the summer as well. 17 it was. Yeah, and and, and and players who'd, I don't want to say it made a big impact for us, but certainly had been quite regular first teamers, I think, in the previous couple of years. I think everybody was shocked when Ryan Flynn got a free transfer. Yeah, and, you know, even players like Bob Harris, uh, maybe not Jamie Keverley, but, um, you know, Baxter, Campbell Rice, these are players who had been in our yeah. first team quite a lot. Mark Howard were another one, um, goalkeeper, obviously. Yeah, Terry, was... Terry Kennedy had played a few games, but Keverley were captain last season. <laughs> no, I didn't want to mention him. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he was released. It, it was a complete, you know, Dean Hammond obviously re-signed and then was immediately transfer-listed, and then, no, he wasn't transfer-listed, he got... He got paid off, didn't he, in fact? I think in the end he did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was, you know, we had overhauled the squad to an extent, but it, it still felt a bit... There was a lot of unknowns and still a bit of a hangover from um, the previous season, for sure. I mean, I just want to pull up the uh, the team from the first game, actually. Uh, in fact, did I write that down? Yeah, I did. So, yeah, first game of the season, and it's it was Bolton away. Uh, and, and the difference between what this team came became and what it was then is is pretty drastic. I mean, George Long in goal, Brayford, O'Connell, James Wilson, Chris Hussey, Duffy, Fleck, Basham, Doan, Clark, and Sharp. I, did, I mean, just to talk about some players there that maybe we've not mentioned before on previous pods. I mean, George Long. I think we all sort of knew it was not. He wasn't up to the standard that we needed no. at that point, were we? And the fact we were going into the season with him as our number one was already a bit of a... With no backup, by the way. George Willis were on the bench. Yeah. Who, what was he, like 18-year-old goalkeeper yeah, or something? Yeah. Did he and ever George play for George had replaced Howard, hadn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, George Long had started and then let four in at Gillingham and had a mare. And we brought Mark Howard back in. And then George Long came back in again. And he ended this. He did win Young Player of the Year that year, which probably the competition would have been amazing. <laughs> fair, but uh, he did. And I think out of. He ended that season as one of the better performers, George Long, but he still didn't. I don't think anyone were completely sold on him. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you on that. Um, Brayford was still coming off that injury and. Yeah, well, I, signed Hussey. Wilder's infamous quote said that we've now got the best two fullbacks in the division in Brayford and Hussey. Yeah, and within what six weeks, neither of them were. Well, <laughs> yeah. one, one had left, and the other one never played for us again. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, we mentioned Chris Hussey quickly. Actually, I think he is. Would you say he's the worst Wilder signing of his entire reign? He's got to be up there. I, mean, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. Maybe people said Ricky Holmes because obviously he didn't do much. But yeah, Chris Hussey were. Just a bad defender. I think he were all right in terms of the, like, the ball. He had a decent crossing, which we saw mm. later in the season against Fleetwood. As a defender, he was just appalling, weren't he? He looked, uh, he looked from at least a league below yeah. the rest of that team, I think. Yeah. Um, 
Matt Doan, what were your feelings on Matt Doan? I like Matt Doan. I, I, I didn't like him at left wing back where mm. uh, Adkins played him for the majority of his tenure. But if you remember when, when Matt Doan first came in under Cloth, he went on a he went on a real spree, weren't he? He got like yeah. seventy nine or something. And I quite liked him. I quite liked his all action sort of work rate and stuff. I think as this season went on, it became clearer and clearer that he wasn't good enough, you know, to, for promotion side. But I think out of all those plays from last season, he at least put some effort into it, which you can't say about it. He certainly didn't look like Wolford and Hammond put effort in, put it that way. Yeah, that's uh, it's a good summary. Yeah, he, I, I don't want to be too disparaging, but yeah, he just he, he just lacked quality compared to yeah, he did. other players in this team. He's on the back of a purple patch, didn't we? That were it, really. Yeah, he scored something like 15 goals for Rochdale, didn't he? And, uh, yeah. And then we bought him. And uh, as you say, he, he kind of carried that on for us. But then we... I mean, almost to his credit, really, that he was kind of shunted around the team. That yeah. he, he ended up playing all sorts of random positions, and yeah, his, his work rate basically got him a shirt for most of it, I suppose. But well, the, the image I always have of Matt Don is just him with his head in his hands after missing a chance. I just every time yeah. that, that someone like mentions his name, I have that one image that we've all seen before. <laughs> where he's just got his head in his hands, just like looking up to the sky, missing another chance. <laughs> if you, uh, if like me, you watch the um, the the. YouTube highlights of all the games of this season. It's just mm. like two-minute highlights. He misses a lot of one-on-ones in the first few months of the season. <laughs> it's like, oh, George, uh, Matt Doan's in on goal. Oh, the keeper saved it again. Oh, it's gone into the side net. It's interesting okay. in this game. He's on on the left wing, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's Sharp and, uh, Sharp and Clark up front. The, uh, Never the... work together, those two. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to say about the pre-season? Actually, just, uh, just in terms of like how we, you know, compiled the squad, how we. No, I think we went into it. I think everyone knew we needed a defender. I think everybody knew for a fact we needed a centre half because we only had Wilson and um, O'Connell. I think at that point, Jake Wright. I don't think anyone really expected him to play many games. And he didn't play he was... for the first four or five. I don't think. Yeah. And I think we just thought he was going to be there maybe for cup games and stuff. This is a guy who couldn't get in the. You know, he got released at Oxford. So I think he was just sort of seen as a backup. But all the comments on the on the forum at this point is we need at least one centre half, mm. and we probably need another fullback as well to challenge Husser, just in case uh, because he was the only left back that we had really at that point. Yeah, I can't think of uh, I can't think of anyone else that would have slotted in there for sure. Um, yeah, we got rid obviously McEverley, um uh, the the season before and, and Bob Harris as well. Yeah, and Bob Harris had gone, and Kieran Wallace was. Did he go out on loan? I can't remember. Oh, whatever happened to him, he were another left back. Like, but we didn't. We Hossie was the only left back that we had actually. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's comments from fans were, were pretty accurate to be honest in terms of you know needing and and this is kind of what I mean. You know, the difference between uh, the team at the start of the season and the team maybe six or seven games in is mm. is so stark as we added a few more players um, that obviously were not mentioned up to this point. And um, and a couple of other players came to the fore as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so we'll get to that in a second then. So, yeah, pre-season friendlies, um, not exactly a difficult lineup, as I said. Uh, the standard Stocksbridge game, we lost at Halifax, uh, mm. beat Grimsby, beat Hallam by one goal to nil. I'm not sure how strong that team was. Mm. Lost at home to uh, Derby County and uh, beat Hansworth, Hansworth Paramore. 5-1. Um, so, yeah, slightly different to, I don't know, the preparation for this season, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going up against some uh, genuinely good teams. But, yeah, we're going to that first game of the season uh, away at Bolton. Um, and we lose 1-0 to a team that would obviously 
uh, join us in promotion to the championship. Um, we actually did quite well in this one in retrospect, I think. We, you know, we missed a lot of chances in the first half, particularly. First half, an hour, we were all over them. I, I didn't go, I listened to it on radio, and it was just chance after chance. I think Leon Clark missed a couple of really good chances, and we looked a decent side. We really did. I remember, like Keith Edwards saying, this is a world away from last season, and then we got hit with a bit of a sucker punch, long ranger. Uh, goal, and then I don't think we really did much in the second half. Bolton had a play sent off, and we never really got back into it. But we did all right. It wasn't a terrible start. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good goal by Spearing, who is one of the one of the uglier footballers to have <laughs> played professionally. I would say, if you've uh, if you've no idea what Jay Spearing looks like, then uh, well, do or don't Google at your own discretion. Last I suppose. Of a certain Shadams, this as well. He came on as a sub. Was that his last appearance? That was his last appearance in the United shirt. We sold him straight after this game, actually. We brought Harry Chapman in. Oh, yeah, Harry Chapman from Middlesbrough, was he? Yeah, from Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were a lot of discontent when Adams went. Not necessarily because Adams went, but it were another one of those, hang on, we've just got two million or whatever it were for Chi Adams, and we've not spent a single penny. Yeah, I mean, that is something I didn't mention, actually. Every single one of those players that we brought in was, uh, well, it was free transfer undisclosed, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember anyone being any kind of. I mean, what was it? O'Connell was like three hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, I report? think Liam Clark and O'Connell between them were about five hundred thousand, and that were it. The rest were free transfers. Yeah, and then as you say, you know, we got around two million from uh, from the Shea Adams sale. Yeah, um, I feel like there's something else. Oh yeah, the so, I mean that team day one. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six players making their debut yeah. in the starting lineup. That's a lot. I mean, and yeah. and perhaps in retrospect we shouldn't have been too surprised that there was a slow start to the season. Yeah, but um, people do say this is the first couple of losses that people do on the floor, and people were saying, "Hang on, there's a lot of new players in this team." And it were only after the the South End debacle, which we'll get onto, that people really started getting worried. Yeah, well, that one was worrying. To be fair, um, we we got knocked out of the League Cup in the next game, uh, home yeah. to Crew, which I'd completely forgotten about. Uh, yeah. Leon, Leon Clark's first goal for the Blades. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really remember caring about the League Cup at all at this point. No, nah, I think we've played all right again, missed loads of chances and went out, but no one was really that bothered about that. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so then we first home game of the season was Rochdale at home, and yeah, as you've noted, this is where fans really started getting worried. You've noted yeah. down. This yeah, was a want... terrible performance. It was. Did you did you go to this one? I did. I did go to this. I, I went with quite. I expectations in a, in a sense that we played all right against Bolton, got a lot of new players and you think, well, he's had a couple of weeks with him now, do you know what I mean? They blah, blah, blah. We were awful. We really, really, really were. All, one of the worst games of football. It were just as bad as the acting stuff. I distinctly remember saying to my dad during this game, we've got worse. We're even worse yeah. than last season. Yeah. And being, you know, it's such a knee-jerk thing in hindsight, but it's so hard not to do it. Like, yeah, how yeah. is how is this team worse? You know, how are all these... How are these new players worse than the ones we've let go of? And, yeah. Um, yeah, we. Oh, what an awful goal this is! The uh, the one we yeah. conceded. Um, Rochdale was shot from the edge of the box. Takes a takes a deflection, which essentially takes all the pace off the ball. Um, Long basically falls to the floor and just pushes it straight to their striker. Like he could have just let let the ball hit him. He could have just let the ball hit him. He wouldn't have ricocheted away anywhere. There was no pace yeah. on it. And uh, yeah, their guy just dances around him and scores and. Fortunately, uh, Sharp gets an equaliser to at least get us the first goal and and first point of the season. But yeah, it was it was worrying. I do remember being like, yeah. I don't, I just don't see how this season is going to go anywhere good. 
Well, the, on the on the forum at this point, the, there's some there's a there's a thread called "How many crap threads do we need?" You know, we are crap threads. Do we need? Because there were that many people basically just slating the team and dead bat. Uh, one of his amazing match reports summed it up brilliantly. I think at that point, he just said we we look like an ordinary set of plodders, and he gave longer two out of ten for that performance as well. Can't argue with that, really, can no. you? Um... And, and there were loads of talk about Clark and Sharp not working, and everyone was saying everyone actually were saying that Clark had been the better player in the first three games, including the crew match, hmm. and everyone was saying if anything, it's Sharp who should be dropped for McNulty. McNulty, yeah, we didn't mention him yet. Actually, yeah. Matt McNulty, yeah. did he? Was he still here at the end of the season? Sure. Yeah, he he went on loan to Bradford halfway through, and then he came back. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, he actually did play for us. Uh, he got a start, didn't he, later on in the season? Yeah, it? he did. Yeah, he's one and only start. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah I think, like I say, a lot of the talk were about Clark and Sharp not working because we weren't really creating anything. And, and people, there's a, there's a quote from someone on the forum actually who says. Um, Sharp just doesn't look like he wants to be here anymore, which in hindsight, again, sounds ridiculous. But this is what people were thinking and people were saying. Yeah, that one's a bit out there, isn't it? I mean, what yeah, that, that one's like, very much, yeah. He scored like 20-odd <laughs> goals the previous season under a under a much worse manager. Although, I suppose at this point, where the jury was very much out on Wilder, as uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to in a couple of games. The, yeah. the next one... I mean, this, has, this is a, this is a real threat. open... So there was a game... Just to go back to the previous season, I feel like we got hammered like four one at home by someone. We got four two at Shrew- home to Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, that's right. Yeah. Um, so this this game that I'm talking about is South End midweeks. It's three days after this disappointing draw with Rochdale, a home game with South End, and uh, it's oh the last boy. eight games South End before this match. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, we were three nil down after 15 minutes. Um, I was, uh, I think I was in, I was, I was away with work. I was overseas, and um, look at you. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember I was sat in my, I sat in like the um, the bar at the hotel, like just refreshing my phone. I was like, oh god, we're losing already. And I checked again. I was like, how is it three nil? That doesn't make any sense. Like we've only just kicked off with three nil down. It's South End. Oh, what is going on? Yeah. But, um, O'Connell with an own goal after five minutes. Watching this again, it was pretty unlucky. I think you know. He, yeah, he sort of tries to block across and it loops in. Um, I've kind of blocked out the next two goals, but at least one of them is some horrific defending, isn't it? Can you in... see leaving it for long and then none of them getting it? And then is it Niall Ranger who comes in and taps it in? Uh, it's McLaughlin and oh, Cox sorry. are the three goal scorers. Um, I do remember Niall Ranger. But he might well have played. Dominating uh, O'Connell and Wilson. Like, oh, you know what? I think the it's either the second or third goal. Yeah, I think it's the third. O'Connell dawdles on it, and I think it is yeah. Ranger robs him, and then he he basically squares it for a dude to just knock into the empty net. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, very audible booing from the second goal onwards, and we were we looked to shambles, didn't we? I mean, it's, I, I yeah. wasn't there, but it looked like. I don't know. It looked like we we were we'd fallen apart. Like how do you? I mean, I, I was there at this game, and I remember sitting at the back of the cop about. It was so light because it was early season. Do you know what I mean? It were it were. I don't always remember it being like like a summer's day sort of thing, and it were really and it was just it were like half boom but half silence. And I think most people were just thinking. I just remember saying, I, "We're going down." And I know it were early days, and it sounded mad and all this sort of stuff. But we didn't. It wasn't just that we were three and all down to South. Bay. We were all over the place. We looked absolutely atrocious. We had no shots in the entire game in that match as well on target. Yeah, and we'd obviously played three home games in a week, including yeah. the League Cup. 
and uh, won none of them. <laughs> Two goals for seven against. Yeah, and and hardly a challenging lineup of opponents either in uh, Crew Rochdale and South End. So yeah, yeah it was uh, it was very very alarming. I've got to say, um, and and yeah, you kind of mentioned it here that the first sort of murmurings of Wilder potentially yeah. being out of his depth. Well, someone said on the forum, uh, we started the season needing six or seven new players uh, to go into the first team. We signed seven, and now we need 11. <laughs> 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 Only at Sheffield United could that possibly happen. And again, it's easy. I, I've you know I've bumped a few threads on the S2 forum, people saying, oh, how did I say that? They, they certainly weren't alone, these people, and, and understandably so. I put on the on the pre-match uh, view from August, I said, like, I'll be back uh, after the match with the unexpected victory quotes from the opposition, which... That, that just summed up as our feeling. We could have, we, we it just felt like we could lose to anybody. This this South this South End at home, it, it, it sounds bad on paper, but as I said, you've got to remember they lost eight in a row. They were in a real bad state. There were loads of talk about Phil Brown being sacked and stuff like that at this point, and mm. we got hammered, absolutely hammered. The one shining light of this game is Coots coming on at half time. Yeah, so. Yeah, Coots, Coots obviously on the transfer list. So this, I mean, you know, that also looks like a bit of a red flag, doesn't it? Like, yeah. great, we're relying on this guy we're trying to get rid of to come in. And oh, you could so easily build a narrative about this is just going so pear-shaped. It's just going yeah. to be an utter disaster. But um, yeah, he, he did well in that game and, and became more involved, I suppose, from... From then on, right? It was he in the next team the next. Yeah, game? I think I think he started every game after this when he was fit. I think that this was his game that he he played really well when he came on, and everyone on the like forum and myself included in this, I put a quote saying he deserves to start the next game. So we were that poor, but we all know it's not going to last with Coots because he never does. He he often had these odd good games. You know what I mean? Mm. Interestingly, he got it was Fleck who got t- t- taken off for Coots as well. We, I think Fleck had an injury, so Coots came on with Basham in the midfield. Mm. Uh, and then we took Matt Down off. Uh, Harry Chapman made his debut, and I think he played all right when he came on. And then Schoogle for Duffy. So, okay. Um, the next game is uh, is I suppose the turning point of um, of Wilder's whole reign. I suppose, or, or the, yeah. you know, after this one, we go to Millwall, which is never a, <clears throat> never a good place for us to go. We have a pretty pretty poor record there, apart from uh, last season, I think. Um, yeah. In the oh, sorry, this season in the FA Cup. I mean. Uh, did we? No, we won there last year in the league as well, didn't we? Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah. three-two. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but certainly, around, certainly, I think we lost like three, three in a row there or something like that. But anyway, go to Millwall. We lose. We're bottom of the league. We have one point from our first four games. We look terrible, basically. Yeah. Uh, Simon and... debut this. We signed yes. Simon Moore and, and Sol Brayford to Burton. Oh, I think Bert, he went on loan to Burton, which meant Kieran Freeman came into the team, and that were another player on the transfer list. And I wrote a post on the S2 forum saying we are now relying on two players that Wilder don't want in Coots and Freeman because the recruitment has been that poor. Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, that's what? an incre- incredible sliding doors. <laughs> you are sorry. I said, what an idiot. <laughs> the thing is, though, I, I, I back you up on all this. It all, it all makes sense if you view it uh, contemporaneously. Like you know, in the moment, it makes, it makes total sense. Those things that you're saying. It's just now. It's it looks different, but there's a bit of a sliding doors moment there, isn't it? I'd, I'd be really surprised if uh, if Wilder was like, I can sell John Brayford because I know Kieran Freeman is going to be yeah, incredible yeah. in the formation that I'm not even playing yet, and he will go on <laughs> uh, and he will yeah. go on to score ten goals for us this season from right wing back. 
Um, yeah, that would surprise me. Um, yeah, Simon Moore. Uh, so this is when we, I think this is when we start start to address some of those holes in the team. And mm. as, you, as you said, some of it is a little bit, mm, perhaps a little bit more luck than judgment with Coots and Freeman uh, becoming so successful. But at least going like, okay, we need a new goalkeeper. Like George Long, we we can't rely on George Long to yeah. be the man throughout this. So Moore comes in, a uh, good solid goalkeeper. He had a really good season for us, obviously, mm. uh, as, as pretty much everybody did. And as, as you know, he's, he's still still here, obviously, and has yeah, done a yeah, yeah, yeah. good job through his United career. And he, he did make some good saves in this game as well. Millwall, um, Millwall give us a bit of a chasing, to be honest. Um, although that said... It was only a bizarre decision by O'Connell to handball it right in the last minute mm-hmm. yeah. that gave Millwall a penalty that won them the game. Scoogle got our goal. Um, it was yeah. a through performance, but I think we only had two shots. So it yeah. wasn't this sort of, oh, we're back, you know, this is this is much more like it. Although we played better, we're certainly more solid than Southend, we weren't good. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to just summarise the uh, the kind of the chatter around... Yes, there's a lot of criticism on the forums Like at this point. This is where the, the talk of him being sacked, while they're being sacked, actually started becoming a little bit more serious. There's a lot of talk about him being a long ball manager and how he's just making excuse after excuse. Lots of Mickey Adams comparisons. One person said he never takes his hands out of his pockets uh, and the job, too is bit, job, yeah, the job is too big for him. And he sounds like <laughs> David Brent. One quote is, I love this quote, I used to call him Tufty with some affection, but now he's just wilder. <laughs> I love that quote. Uh, but my, my, I, I wrote myself at this point, I think we'll likely be bottom four at Christmas, and I suppose it's just about whether we sack Wilder and who McCabe's next fall guy is. All this cost-cutting, terrible decision-making, a lack of any plan was always going to catch up, catch, us up, catch up with us in the end. And I think... Again, I wasn't. I genuinely wasn't in any way. And that one post I've made where I said I want a Wilder out, but it seemed quite inevitable. And I know it yeah. really early, and it, it sounds ridiculous now, but we looked really, really, really poor. Yeah, I mean, it does happen, doesn't it? The, the, uh, you know, you appoint a new manager, um, and it starts terribly. And it's, I think it's pretty rare that it turns round. I mean, I, there must be at least as many examples of it uh, not turning round yeah. as there are of it turning round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just everything, you know, everything we just talked about. It all felt like this. Um, you know, just kind of inevitable motion towards the point where we'd have to sack him because, yeah, yeah. as you say, the performances were terrible. The, the squad poor at the time. Signings looked poor. I mean, none of them had made an impact at that point at all, had they? I don't think. I mean, I don't Fleck, know. I'm... Fleck were injured for this game. I think Fleck got taken off injured at the South End game and then he were, he were out for this game. But we were relying on... I mean, I wrote again on the, on the forum. I said, most people are kicking off because not because we've lost today, but because we're into the fourth game of the season and the squad is, isn't even half built. We've got two players who are on the transfer list who have played today out of necessity. Mm. Um... I don't think people should be worried because Wilder will end up getting sacked. Then we'll appoint someone else, trim the wage bill, sack him, appoint someone else, sack him. You know, and this is how it felt like it was going on. There was nothing to suggest that Wilder were going to be any different to any other any manager that we've had before. Yeah. I was worried that he could be the one that took us to the to the bottom division because that did genuinely look, look like where we were going. Yeah, well, that was of course where we were after this point. Bottom right. Of the- yeah. Right, bottom of the league. Um, I do remember reading somebody say that he looked ill after this one. It was on the view from a Millwall fan. Uh, the last one actually is just seen Wilder's post-match interview. He looks ill and sounded dreadful. I think the job's too big for him, and I don't think he'll be there long. 
And a lot of people quoted that after and said, oh, look at this idiot. Well, a lot of our fans were saying very similar things in fairness to this Millwall fan. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, can't believe he never Millwall took his just come off the back of a 5-1 defeat as well. <laughs> it was that against? Uh, I think it was Peterborough. Oh, great. Yeah, it did just feel like we could just be like, oh, you're on a terrible run. Well, don't worry, you've got us next. So uh, yeah. we'll soon sort that one out. Um, a big... I guess a a big, uh, well, a good narrative turning point, I suppose, is of course uh, Wilder stopping the coach on the way back to uh, to Sheffield, uh, mm-hmm. chucking Sharp a bit of money and telling him to get the beers in, and uh, he obviously did. And this is cited as a um, a moment where I don't know the players loosened up a bit, I suppose, and yeah. it, it's it's an easy one to point to now and be like, well, look, because we, I mean, when did we next lose a game? That was the twentieth of August. We didn't lose okay. again until the end of. End yeah, of yeah. Um, but I, I do like this idea that because uh, I think Sharp says it himself, it, like he thought it was a test, like of, <laughs> you know, like what should I do? Is it all right for me to go and get this? And I think um, I think this was on one of the podcasts as well, the one of our own ones that some of the players didn't have one initially because they were like, "Is this? Are we being tested here?" I don't know if you yeah. if you've seen Moneyball. It reminded me of that yeah, where uh, yeah. where uh, Brad Pitt kicks off. It's like losing isn't fun. Like stop enjoying yourselves when we're losing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine Roy Keane being too happy about it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, um, he uh, yeah, Sharp went and got the beers in, and the rest is history. Everything became wonderful after that. That was all it took was just buy the place some beer. It turns out. Um, Let's just take a very quick break and then we can actually talk about why we suddenly became uh, not terrible and started going on a little bit of a run. Let's take a very quick break to tell you about one of our sponsors, Beer 52. Beer 52 are offering a free case of their hand-picked beers to Bladespod subscribers. All you need to do is head to beer52.com slash bladespod, sign up and cover just the £4.95 for postage and they will deliver a case of eight free beers direct to your door, meaning you barely need to leave the sofa to sip delicious craft beer from around the world. Because these aren't just any beers, Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer and deliver it straight to your door. They don't hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. Sign up today and get your free case of craft beer. Get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash bladespod. Now back to the podcast. Okay, so the next game after uh, after hitting rock bottom against Millwall was Oxford United at, at home. Obviously one of Wilder's um, former teams. He still slightly thought about negatively there. I never quite got my head around this because he got him promoted. Um, they call him he... chippy. Uh, they said his interviews were very chippy. Um, so, I mean, we see it at Sal's, aren't we, when he loses and stuff, and he'll, he'll sort of he'll point out certain things that the fans have done and stuff. And I think he got promoted with Oxford, which were really good. And I think they sort of stagnated a little bit. I think they finished eighth or something like that. They thought they were better than that. They also think Michael Appleton's a better manager. Yeah, it's a weird, 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 weird board, uh, that that Oxford board. But they don't like him on the whole, uh, despite everything. They still don't think he's a very good manager, neither. Bizarre. Mm. Um, uh, Michael Appleton is one of the... I I just don't understand it. I don't understand why he's... (laughs) Thought of as such a good manager. A great quote. There were a great quote on the Oxford forum. Said, uh, "Wild as yesterday's news, Appleton is tomorrow's man." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, 
some, I guess, some slightly significant things around this team. Um, Jake Wright makes his first start uh, in place of O'Connell. Um, and, yeah, but other than that, it's a fairly standard team, isn't it, to start the game in terms of formation anyway. There's no great revolution here. And we're a goal down mm. after 16 minutes. Um, I think it's more poor defending to... We didn't close down a free kick, did we, or react? No, and then he, uh, more parried it, and then obviously straight back in. Yeah, and and you know, it's just like a continuation of the terribleness, I suppose. You know, I don't remember there was anything in that first half that made me think, oh, we're we're turning this around. Did no, it? we were poor, really poor first half. We had a couple of chances, but we we didn't look good. It, it, I think the effort were there more so than maybe in. Well, it seemed like more so than in the first couple of weeks, but we looked a poor side again. Yeah, the only thing I do remember was um, I think this is the first time I've properly seen Mark Duffy look like Mark Duffy, if you like. Yeah. Um, I do remember thinking, like, this guy is he is a baller. Like, you know, just we haven't had a player like him for quite a while. Yeah. But he's just so comfortable in possession and can actually dance away from people. So that was my, my one tiny shoot, well, I guess. Well, to be honest, man, I, I looked at what I was saying at the time, and my man of the match for this one, according to the forums, was Schoogle. I thought he were absolutely fantastic in this game. I do sort of remember that. Uh, I think he, he'd come into the team, uh, the Millwall match, and he looked really, really good in this match. And as you said, Duffy obviously showing a bit, bit more for, uh, form. O'Connell actually played left-back in this game, interestingly. Yeah, so that was it. He comes on at half time for uh, for Hussey. Yeah, because O'Connell had been dropped. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he'd, he'd had a horror show start to the season, yeah, hadn't he? Yeah. You know, with the mistakes against Shrewsbury and then uh, uh, South End. South End, sorry. And um, yeah, the handball against Millwall the previous mm. game. But I guess this was the start of this idea that he could play on that left hand side of the defence, yeah. if you like. Um, and I do remember it being <laughs> a big improvement in the second half. Um, Sharp got us an equaliser on the 65th minute. And then James Wilson, he's, I feel like his legacy has been tainted slightly by the fact we signed another James Wilson <laughs> yeah, later. Who that was could terrible. be the worst signing he made, actually. Think about the worst wild signing. James, the other James Wilson's a good shout. The other James Wilson, yeah, yeah, he was on loan. But uh, James S. Wilson, as he's noted here, um, scores a goal from a from a free kick, puts us 2-1 in front and we win the game. And uh, Yeah, it, it was uh, a real feeling of relief. When, yeah, uh, that's it. We, we weren't brilliant, but I remember, like, obviously, I went on the board uh, after like, what people were saying. It was more relief. Like, oh, I, I forgot what it was like to win, you know? It was, I mean, this is Jake Wright's first start. And I remember him doing a block at the end, and it were a, it were quite a simple block. But everyone were, like, raving about it on the forum, like, saying mm. sort of, that's what we need. That is exactly what we need. Someone who's willing to put his head where it hurts and stuff. And, yeah, I think uh, it, it did make a big difference, Jake Wright, to be fair, in that game. Yeah, and and this is kind of what I mean. This is the start of forming this team, I suppose, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, Skugel started in midfield, so Fleck Fleck's still coming back from injury, to say. So he comes on uh, in the 80th minute. So that's, yeah. I guess, that's the first time those three would have played together. I think Coots, Duffy, Fleck, or yeah, certainly interesting that. Yeah, yeah, it will be yeah. one of the first times. Yeah. Um, so that that win lifted us out of the relegation zone, all the way up to 20th in the table. Um, we were already a remarkable nine points off Bolton. Um, and, uh, yeah, we fi- I can't even remember how many points ahead of them we finished. Was it 11 or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. 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 One note uh, playing for Oxford that day, Lord Lundstrom, of course, was the central midfielder yes. who would later go on to join us. Um, but, yeah, that was it. That was a win. We were off and running and... Uh, yeah, boy, were we, I suppose. The next... Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then we, um... day after this, weren't it? 
Say again? It was deadline day. I think it was on the Monday after this or maybe the Thursday after this. Correct. And um, we signed three players beginning with L <laughs> and, uh, and and got rid of one who had an L in his surname as well. Yeah. So um, coming in are Daniel Lafty, who is a left-back from Burnley. Mm. He was on loan, I believe. Is that right? He was on loan initially, then we signed him. And then we signed him permanently, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm just going to get my dates right on this one. Why is it listed? confusingly yeah uh the other one ethan ebanks landell from um uh, wolves also yeah. on loan uh and keelan lavery uh signed on a was it a free transfer was he available mm. no we it were a free transfer well, i think he, yeah it was something to do with his contract or something wednesday we're after money I, I think we might have paid like 50 grand or something like that but yeah so he signs from wednesday uh going the other way is dominic calvert-lewin who was i was I mean, I didn't mean this negatively, but I was, I was like, okay with him leaving yeah, at this point. Like, for a, a million, I think it was. It looks terrible in hindsight. But... Yeah. He looked awful in the games that he played, to be honest. And he played yeah. against Crew, and he, looked, oh, he were awful against Crew. Um, I... stream. Um, he, he were really poor. He were nowhere near the first team. But it were interesting. After this uh, deadline day, people were not happy. Because people were still, people were basically saying, we've brought in this young lad from Wolves to, to show up this awful defence that we've got. Daniel Lafferty, Uzi, and yeah. Wednesday Reserve, you know, Wednesday Reject, basically. And I, I put, uh, at the time, we had a modest squad. We have a modest squad for this level. Uh, so we'll have to play above ourselves, but it can be done. Again, talking nonsense, me there. But um, <laughs> it did slight sort of go along with what everyone else was saying. Uh, people were not happy with deadline day. We'd raised three million, basically, in Adams and uh, Calvert-Lewin and spent about 100 grand. Mm, I... I don't know if this is accurate, but I feel like I was pretty happy with this deadline. Mm. I think. So we need a new left wing back or a left back yeah. at this point. Uh, I, you know, Lafty from I knew he'd you know been pretty pretty solid player for Burnley. Yeah, so he'd been on like Oldham the year before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know much about uh, Ebanks Landell at all, but you know, profile as like a big strong central defender, which I felt was. Probably what we needed at that point. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know much about Lavery at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with uh, you know, with Simon Moore signed as well a couple of weeks before, felt like felt like uh, not too bad in terms of like yeah. if you're just trying to consolidate in the division. Anyway, that's it. I think in hindsight, like you look back at that team and that's where it all really came together. Lafferty were really important. Ebanks Landell really important. This you know, in the, the first half of the season, mm. Lavery chipped in me a few things. Simon Moore were massive for us. But as you said, I think that's the thing. I think. I don't think anyone thought these are the players that are going to push us to the top two. This is exciting. It just looked like, yeah, we'll probably be all right, but not really much going to happen this season. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, we lost in the, what's this, the EFL Cup? Is that yeah, the, 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 the ex-Johnson's Johnson's paint. paint. Yeah, to Leicester under-23s. <laughs> yeah, lost on penalties. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, do you know what? I, I did want us to win that competition before they arsed around with it. Yeah, yeah. Just in terms of, like, if we're going to be in League One, then we might as well win this blooming thing. John um, Flake missed our pen, actually, in the pens. Which I, I bring up because a lot of people, when Sharp were missing pens later on in the season, were saying, get Fleck on him, he's got a real, he's got a massively good shot on him and stuff, but he actually missed the pen in this game. <laughs> um, the next League game was Gillingham away, which, uh, as I mentioned, not... Uh, the site of a, a real horror show from the previous season, and uh, got off to a, a bad start here with uh, Bradley Dack continuing his uh, scoring great yeah. goals against us. 
Uh, although it wasn't a great free kick, I don't think particularly more. No, possibly should have done no. better with it. Um, but it creeps it in. Half again. This was the first time it started with a three-five-two. Yes, indeed. And uh, Kieran Freeman is the man who gets our equaliser, bundling it in on the goal line. Mm. Uh, his first goal of the season. He, he, do you know this surprised me actually? He, it was only him and Sharp. Not to spoil the rest of the season. It was only him and Sharp that reached double figures for, um, yeah, yeah. for goals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that sight of him popping up in the six yard box very much became, uh, I guess, just a representative of how he played and also how we played. I think that yeah. you know we were so committed to getting our fullbacks forward to that extent. Um, so yeah, he equalises uh, basically on the on the goal line with the cross from Sharp, and then. <laughs> I mentioned O'Connell's handball against Millwall being bizarre. This was mm. truly like maybe questions should be asked. Bizarre, yeah. how bad yeah, this yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't remember the name of the uh, Gillingham defender, but under no pressure whatsoever, he just uh, flaps it across in uh, in the 90th minute. Handballs it. The referee has absolutely no choice but to give a penalty. And Sharp buries it, and we register our second win of the season and our first away win, and felt like a big deal at the time. Really, you know, just a. Just well, I guess just getting six points in the last two games, but also yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. holiday for this. Uh, Ricky off first two actually did the view from for this one because I were holiday, I couldn't get a reception. And um, yeah, I remember watching it on TV, and we were uh, I watched it with mates, went with a couple of mates, and we were saying, "God, we are we are rubbish." <laughs> you know, <laughs> first time, we were, like this is so bad. And then I remember Coop sort of getting control of the game like halfway through the first half and into the second half, and that were. Yeah, it were a good result that way at Gillingham because obviously Gillingham were on all right side, you know, for that league. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I feel like they were, I'm not sure where they finished that season, but I feel like they were sort of challenging for the playoffs for a bit. Uh, yeah, I'd like to say so, yeah. Let's have a look, see if I can just bring that up quickly. Uh, where are we? Why isn't the table at the top? It's not helpful. Uh, <laughs> that was completely wrong. They finished uh, a point above relegation. As I said, you think I'm rubbish that season. Eh? <laughs> well, good, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad, glad we looked it up anyway, rather than just blithely yeah. continuing on with our uh, complete nonsense. Obviously, the amateurs fall in, aren't they, at, uh, at their ground? Yeah, indeed. Um, next game is also away. AFC Wimbledon, a 3-2 win for United. Exciting game. Uh, yeah, Mark Duffy's, game. First, Duffy's first goal... Um, I love this goal from Duffy. Like, I mean, it, he still weren't firing all cylinders. In fact, after the Gillingham game, there's comments on the forum saying, I think, because Fleck was still in and out of the team at this point, he's looking back from injury. Mm. And Basham had played well in this game in midfield. And people were saying, I think Duffy should be dropped. I don't think he's really doing much. And that were quite a, a common, you know, held opinion. Uh, and then he scored this goal. And this is like after this, he was just undroppable. But this brilliant goal where he sort of turns the defender inside and out. Uh, we heard that before, haven't we? <laughs> yes. And then puts it into the corner a bit. Yeah, before this, Duffy had not really. He'd done little bits and pieces, but he'd not really, you know, become the Mark Duffy that, we, that he did end up becoming. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely did get sort of sha- like a foreshadowing of the uh, the Wednesday goal, watching, mm. watching the highlights of this one again. Um, our other goal scorers, Sharp and Doan, actually managed to finish one of his chances this time. Oh, have you seen that other one in this match where he takes the keeper on and puts it wide, Doan? Yeah. <laughs> and it happens again. <laughs> oh, poor boy. Um, at half time in this game, uh, we took Basham off for uh, Fleck. I'm only mentioning this because of, of how the team shapes up. But that then yeah. gave us more in goal a back three of O'Connell, Wright, and Ebax Landell. Wing backs of Freeman and Lafferty, a midfield of Coots, 
Fleck and Duffy, and then the two strikers, and that very much became the template then, didn't it? As, uh, yeah, we're pretty much there then, aren't we? Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely getting there. And we win our next game one uh, 0 against Peterborough at home with uh, with Doan again. A fantastic signing of Reese Brown. I don't even know who this is. Who is this? <laughs> who is Reese Brown? He, he, we got him on a on a free from Borre. Uh, he, he'd been released. We had him and Cameron Stewart on trial. Reason I remember Cameron Stewart is I've still got his view from on my uh, computer that never needed, never needed <laughs> sending to me. We didn't end up signing him, but we signed Reese Brown. He played a couple of he played a lot of cup games uh, in Johnson's Paints and stuff like that, and made a couple of league appearances. Uh, but. Yeah, not 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 a great. Let's put it that way. But did he really play for us in the league? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him coming on a so couple of games. Yeah, he'd be um, he'd be a good one on the name every player that's played under Wilder thing. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Like answer on pointless if it ever comes up. Name Chris Wilder <laughs> signings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll come up one day. Um, yeah, we got that win over Peterborough. Um, so we'd won four games in a row at that point, yeah. and, and things were looking much, much better. I'm not sure where that took us up to in the table. But... I think we were about eighth or ninth at this point. So obviously we got an awful start. Uh, but we weren't, you know, I still don't think anyone thought we were really going to challenge the top two or anything like that. No, indeed. And speaking of top two, uh, we went to Scunthorpe away next, um, who I'm not sure if they were top at that point, but certainly with a win, they yeah. would go top. As I think uh, as they were as... top, yeah. Yeah, very tough game, obviously. Um, took the lead with... Uh, I think this is the first time that uh, Alan Nil got to break out the, the free kick yeah. playbook, if you like, with something that I think we've tried a couple more times, but never... I don't believe we've scored from this again. Not uh, and, and mainly because we've not finished it properly rather than a team yeah, yeah, yeah. wise to it, I think. Um, so essentially what happens here is uh, Basham's lined up in the wall... Uh, and we, instead of crossing or shooting, pass into the sort of the mass of players on the right of the box who first times it to Basham, who's broken away from the wall, is completely unmarked, and he slides it into the goal. And, yeah, it was oh, poetry in motion. It was absolutely yeah, glorious watching goal. that going. Absolutely yeah, beautiful. Oh, that, that was sort of, again, I mean, it's you remember the last couple of rubbish seasons under Clough and Adkins and stuff like that? We'd never seen anything like that, had we? Just like a little bit of inventiveness like that. Yeah, I remember it making me like more happy than a goal normally does. Yeah, it's just like, uh, wow. You know that classic thing of like, well, I don't know what they're working on all week in training. It's obviously yeah, not corners yeah. or anything like that. It's like, oh, there <laughs> we go. <laughs> they are doing something. Um, Josh Morris is mm. a little bit of a little bit of a villain this season, I feel like. I don't know. In the past, that Josh Murray, we were amazing this season, weren't he? He got about 15 goals or something. Yeah, I think he's got, yeah, he's got like 15 in. 14 games or something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, something like that. Wednesday didn't win, actually. Right, and then didn't score again, basically, did he? I do remember him being a, a proper diver, though, I think yeah. in both our games. I don't don't believe it actually had an impact on the game itself. But, yeah, I wonder if I can uh, just find that, if it says anything about how many goals he scored. But, yeah, he did He did absolutely smash them in this season. And he, a bit of an error by Moore, really. Just uh, Morris just kind of spanks it in at the near post. And yeah. uh, I think Moore's expecting it, it to go across him. Um Basham then gets sent off for, I mean it's a red card I think, and it's a, it's a fifty fifty, and the opposite the Scunthorpe man comes yeah. off worse. Yeah, I remember at the time being like quite irate about it, but watching it again, I can see why it's a red card. Um, they then take the lead in the eighty second minute uh, with a long range goal 
from is it Dwayne Holmes? Dwayne Holmes, yeah, I think he ended up at Derby. Oh, he came from Derby. Yeah, yeah. Now you're right. He, uh, he he went to Derby the season after. Um, Josh Morris, by the way, got 19 goals that season. I just looked. But I bet 15 or 16 of them were yeah, before I Christmas. Yeah, about 15 by about December. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like like Scunthorpe, I suppose, tailed off. Um, so we go a goal down in the 82nd minute. We're obviously down to 10 men, so you just think like that's it. We're, you know, this is the end of our nice little run. But we, we basically kick off, go straight down the other end, cross it in. Uh, I think it's Scoogle gets kicked in the head. Yeah, Scoogle gets yeah. Yeah, which, you know, <laughs> Scoogle getting kicked in the head doesn't exactly doesn't necessarily imply high feet. No, no, no. But, um, yeah, I feel like the defender sort of attempted a uh, an overhead kick and basically just booted him in the face. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a pretty clear pretty clear foul. And yeah. uh, sharp blast in the penalty. And we, we get a, a point I think we deserve, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and like, a really good result that way. Like you said, they were top of the league. So that were a really good result. Yeah, um, just trying to think if there's anything else to say. Oh, yeah, actually, I just wanted to, to touch on this, because obviously by this point, unbeknownst to us, we'd played uh, two promotion rivals away from home, and mm. we hadn't beaten either of them. And it's, I just want to mention that. Um, it's like, it does beca- It was a, definitely a theme through Wilder's reign up until last season. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. We were really poor against top six teams. I mean, if I just, again, not to spoil the rest of the season, but... Just to uh, return to the um, League One table from that season, I'm trying to think. Our record against the teams in the top six was pretty poor. So I won, I'm just off the top of my head looking at it, I think we won three out of the uh, what would it be, ten games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. away away from home, uh, we did not win a single one. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, at home, yeah, we won three. Right, and and all three were at the tail end of the season. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, from February onwards, certainly. So, yeah, uh, it, obviously still a very good result against uh, against a team, Scunthorpe, who it didn't get promoted in the end, uh, but they did finish third, didn't they, and then uh, got done by Millwall in the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In the playoffs. And, and they got uh, yeah, that was, year after, didn't they, I think? So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange how these things happen. That was, um, <clears throat> yeah, there was a bit of beef with, uh, what was his name? Was Neil Bishop, wasn't it? Neil Bishop's wife on Twitter yeah, I took, took it upon herself yeah, to... Yeah. Uh, to badmouth United at, at every opportunity and accuse Why them of falling. I've no idea. Absolutely no idea. I mean, it's not like um, Neil Bishop has uh, never had any particular connection no, with United. I don't remember I don't this. That's insane. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Strange. I used to watch him for for Barnet back when I lived in London. Old Bishop. He was. Yeah. Uh, Good solid League Two player and had a very nineteen eighties haircut in the fact he was going bald and didn't try to hide it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, embraced it. I like yeah. it. Um next game, uh Bristol Rovers at home. Uh Harry Chapman's only goal for the Blades, uh a lovely header. Chapman actually yeah. got uh, quite a bad injury, I think, didn't he? He did. Um, he was good, he was a really good impact sub Chapman. Uh, I think it was after January. I think he got did he get an hat trick or you got two against Leighton Orient, I think. He's got a hat trick against Leighton yeah, Orient, I think. I think like a lot of, a lot of people did want him in the team and understandably so. He was really sort of dynamic winger, you know, getting forward and stuff and I remember there's a game coming up where Matt Down's injured and Lavery's not fully fit and we play Schoolgirl sort of up front with Billy Sharp and loads of people were saying we should have played Chapman in that game. Hmm. The um I do remember this game uh because uh with <sighs> so there's um I just remember having like a lot of thoughts about Coots during this game because there was a chap sat behind me on the uh on the cop who was just doing his nut at everything Coots did and <laughs> 
but it was in a it, it was like it was like coming from a place of love if you know what i mean yeah. it was like a it was like a, you're better than this like stop doing that stop giving it away like you know, it's just it's just sat there going like oh coots like all the way through the game essentially like you know, not... <laughs> it could have been i suppose whatever outside lines when i used to play for abby lane <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do remember quite distinctly this being the moment um where i, I kind of realized like well no actually this is a, an unfair way of describing it i do remember having thoughts that like coots is like clearly a good footballer it just doesn't really do anything. I remember, I think, um, if I, I went with, my wife came with me to this game, I do remember saying to her, like, like he, he can just tell he's good, but he just doesn't do anything. And yeah. as it happens, like, you know, in terms of goals and assists, he never really did anything for no, us. No, no, no. Boil no, it no. down to that. Yeah. Wow, clip clip that one and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. tweet that soundbite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it turns out all we needed, really, to get the best, best out of him was to have a, well, for starters, good players around it, but also a system where that kind of player the the playmaker if you like the mm. deep line playmaker can can truly flourish i mean it yeah. was always his abilities were always there i suppose he I mean, always played in a two i think pretty much yeah other than atkins at the end of atkins's reign where uh, we, we played with a three do you know can you remember this you had basham on as right wing back mm, yeah uh, and he still play in the middle then but in his wisdom uh atkins decided to play dean Hammond in that sort of holding role Mm, indeed. Um, In fact, I used to play Coots on the wing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do remember that, definitely. Um, I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent here, but I do... This season was... And I don't know if it was just like a, from my point of view, like a wider interest in, I suppose, football tactics or something like that, but this was definitely the first time that I felt like we had a system. Yeah. You know, like we had actual tactics beyond like, right, four defenders, four midfielders, two strikers, like... Wide wide players, you get crosses in. Midfielders, you just dominate possession. Strikers yeah. put it in the net. Um, and, and you know, so I always wanted from a from a central midfielder. Previous to this, I was like, well, you need to be able to tackle. You need to be able to run. You need to be able to pass, and also you need to be able to shoot and score and get in the box and all that. Mm. And Coots didn't do most of those things in terms of you know he was never particularly good at tackling. He was very good at breaking up play and intercepting yeah, yeah. and things like that. Um, but yeah, so that was it. That, I think that you know at this point I was like, if only. You know, if only we could find a way to actually translate the fact he's clearly good at playing football <laughs> into something effective, yeah. and and low that is essentially thinking about what we did. Did we not play a four? Yeah, I think we played four five one under Clough most of the time, didn't we? With Coots in the middle, but again, I think Michael Doyle was sort of their holding midfielder in that in that thing as well. So yeah, that sounds about right. Um, one one final note with this Bristol Rovers game, which is not a hugely uh, eventful game at all, but. One of the most obvious red cards I've ever seen. Like just mm. a moment of utter stupidity from is it Jermaine Easter? Yes, it was. So we took the lead, Chapman, with this you know brilliant head. He's not a big lad, but he gets up fantastically well to head in the goal. Yeah, and then uh, Bristol kick off, lay it backwards. A guy chips it forward, and Easter has a good old look at O'Connell, and then forearm yeah. smashes him in the face with like going up for a header. No it was reason just, at all. <laughs> None at all. I remember. I remember like yelling, "You absolute idiot!" Like, yeah. not. I, I wasn't even like angry at him for hurting uh, O'Connell. It was more just like, "You absolute bonehead! What have you done yeah. that for?" <laughs> like, thank, thanks very much. Like, but yeah. Um, so yeah, won that one one nil. Um, next game was away at Fleetwood, who again were um, you know a team that were were one of our promotion rivals that we didn't really know this at this point, but they 
only finished four points off an automatic spot in the end. Um, yeah, yeah, they they come up real really well after Christmas. I mean, they were they were the informed team for a long long part after Christmas. They beat us obviously yeah. at home. I was really uh, rooting for them to um, to pit Bolton yeah. to the second spot. Yeah, Actually, yeah, that would yeah. have been that would have been very sweet. Um, we're one 0 down quite early on in this game, but then Ebanks Landell, the central defender, who this is where he sort of becomes a bit of a cult hero for a bit. Absolutely, ninety fifth minute equaliser for us to keep this unbeaten run going. And I, I don't know if you say so Uve Rossler was the Fleetwood manager. Yeah, have you ever have you ever seen that that clip taken from the stand? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I have. Yeah, when Wilder's going mad and punching, and then he's got his head in his hands. And yeah, but I, I love it because he's um, Rossler's clearly he goes bananas when one of the Fleetwood players dives in on Skoogal, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Skoogal just sidesteps him and, and he almost turns away as it happens, Rosler, just like, oh, you know, he'd obviously been saying, keep your shape, don't let him do this. Yeah. Skoogal just dances past him, passes it to uh, to Chris Hussey. Yeah, let's, to be... let's, let's like, I think, you know, credit here to us, he would not be in and stuff. He'd come on on the wing and that, we'd change it about a bit to try and get the goal back. Brilliant cross and fair play to Skoogle. Well, he'd just come on as well in this game. And mm. Skoogle were really good this season for the most part, to be fair. He was never going to play in the championship for us or anything, but he, he made, you know, he had some good moments this season. Yeah, he def- yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was yeah, very much a part of the first team, wasn't he? Um, and yeah, Ebanks Landell, towering header in front of the Blades fans and uh, yeah, scenes behind, uh, behind that goal. And yeah, as you say, that becomes the start of... Uh, the Ebanks Landell loving, I suppose. Yeah. Um, do you know how many goals he scored for us? I mean, obviously you've looked through this. But... Uh, five. It's five, yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and most of them come in this little run, I guess, coming up. Well, th- this uh, is again. I mean, by the end of the season, he were dropped. He weren't even in the first team. He'd sort of gone. Uh, but this hmm. this little run that we're going in now. Do you remember the clamour to sign him? It were like a it were oh, like God, the yeah. John Bravery thing all over again, weren't it? <laughs> yeah, and no, I, I'm trying to think back. I, my memory's not. Quite because he wasn't a great defender, but he was powerful and big and pacey, weren't they? Yeah, which I think definitely was what we needed at that point because Wright is obviously not that O'Connell. We I I think it's fair to say O'Connell we're still a little bit unsure of. And yeah, most people at this I'm just about to pick this up actually. Most people at this point on the forums and stuff didn't want O'Connell in the team. They all wanted it to be Basham, Ebanks, and Wright. Well, I guess he so O'Connell was was O'Connell in the team. He wasn't, was he? Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Basham in midfield then. Uh, he did not play in this game, uh, so I don't. Know oh, he was suspended because he got sent off, didn't he? Again. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, Basham was still playing in midfield at this point. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, but yeah, the Ebanks Landell. Yeah, I think, I think it's sort of uh, it almost lost in the sands of time a little bit how important he was to us as a goal scorer, if not yeah, a defender. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, he chipped in with some chipped in with some massive ones. Um, a small, uh, small point to note here, as you have noted, is that uh, we, uh, we we have another EFL Cup game against Walsall, uh, which we'd lose. And, uh, Walsall. So, I mean, you've noted that down for one significant reason, of course, which is that we uh, kept losing to Walsall this yeah, season. Yeah, no idea. Someone's actually asked us on, on Twitter, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I did, if, yeah. See if you can get to the bottom of it. Well... I can't. <laughs> can't. It's not possible. It's one of the great mysteries of the universe. <laughs> Walsall did the treble over us this season. Madness. Walsall, who finished 14th, beat yeah. us three times. Um, and scored, what, eight eight goals against us in those three games? 
unbelievable. They were not a good team, but no. we somehow just couldn't beat them at all. It was they were very strange. Obviously, in the cup the year after, and they went one 0 up. Bakayoko scored like four goals ever, and they're all against us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. you're not even exaggerating, are you? Yeah. It's actually, yeah, I remember reading that. That's insane. So next up for the Blades was Port Vale at home. And uh, one of the, I guess, probably the most complete performance of the season so far. Yeah. Um, a, a demolition of Port Vale, who did end up getting relegated that season. But we uh, we walloped them 4-0. Ebanks Landell scored two goals in the first half, um, both from set pieces. Quite a good finish, actually. For um, Well, first one yeah. was a really good header, but the second one was a pretty... Uh, Pretty decent finish on the ground. Yeah, a bit like a half volley sort of thing, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Duffy knocked one in after Sharp's shot was blocked on the line in the second half, and then Skoogs pops up with a with a header. Yeah, <laughs> um, unbelievable! That he scored a header, Skoogle. <laughs> yeah, uh, to make it four 0 late on. Um, and you noted this down. We had a load of goals disallowed in this yeah, game. Yeah, we scored well, eight we? goals in this match. Um, before we got disallowed, so it could have been eight nil on a different day, which is just sort of <laughs> incredible. Imagine that eight nil. Yeah, that would have been pretty, uh, pretty special, I suppose. But I yeah, think I mean, this that just... game. Someone posted actually. One of my friends on Facebook posted this recently because it were. I don't know why he posted this game, but he posted it and he said, "This was the moment when I thought this United team's pretty good," and I think a lot of people did think that as well. Mm, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, and they went to Shrewsbury midweek and beat them 3-0. So uh, seven goals in two games of both wins. Sharp with a, a stunner to break the deadlock in this. A very rare um, outside-the-box goal for Sharp. Yeah, so I'd love to know how many times Sharp has scored outside the box for us, actually, in his career. Can't be can't be too many. Any any spring to mind to you, apart from this one? The only one I can think of, was it outside the box when he scored against Derby? You know, when Carson had pushed yeah, up? That yeah, was, that was what I was about to mention, actually. Um, that's the only one I can think of. Into an empty goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the only one, I think. Yeah, in fact... Oh, Derby was the other one. I was just going to say, yeah, but I think both yeah. of them might have been outside the box, but yeah. obviously uh, slightly extenuating circumstances where the goalkeeper was either yeah. absent without leave or just passed it straight to him, basically. But yeah, a, a, a genuine 25-yarder from Sharp that flies mm-hmm. into the top corner. Beautiful strike. Uh, he scored again in this game and Lafferty gets his first goal for us as well. Um, really good header. I mean, Daniel Lafferty around this time, he, he did an interview after this game where he was saying that he's normally just always ever been a left-back. Hmm. That's all he's ever played. He's never played a wing-back. And he said he were first couple of weeks he found it a bit difficult to get forward, but we really getting into the role and stuff. And he, he was more of a defender than an attacker, I felt, Lafferty. Yeah. But Freeman were more attacking than defending. But it worked well. It was a good balance. Yeah, he was, he was a really good signing for... Yeah. You know, to fit our system, but also, yeah, a little bit underrated, I suppose, in terms of like he obviously was not good enough once we transitioned, to, uh, like moved up through the leagues, but mm. was a very solid League One player that you know, he, yeah, he, he definitely, he definitely uh, improved us a lot having him in the team. Yeah, uh, um, do you know who he plays for now? I used to, but I forgot. Go on, Shamrock Rovers. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> no, he's only thirty. That's a bit of a mm, interesting. Yeah, he's, he's had a, a decent long career. I think I'm sure. Play what he play like a yeah. Play for Burnley for five years. Um, yeah. Oh, Peterborough was who I was thinking of. Who yeah, went he went on at Peterborough. I, I'm surprised he's at Shamrock Rovers actually. So I thought he would, he, he's certainly at least League One standard. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, Ireland international, uh, Northern Ireland international, I should yeah. say, of course. Um, but yeah, that was his, his first goal. But he, he also chipped in with a few this season. I think. 
Yeah, the the fact, as you say, you know, it was him breaking into the box again is is something that's become a, a hallmark of this team, hasn't it? Of the the wing backs are getting on the end of crosses from the opposite yeah. side, and um, yeah, that was the first time we saw that with uh, from the left hand side, definitely. Yeah, um, you kind of noted that there was a a big change among the fan base around this sort of time, which to be yeah, fair, the we... really sort of there's a lot of old threads being uh, sort of bumped around this time, saying, "Oh, look how wrong we all were" and stuff like that. And other people saying, "Hang on, it's early days." I think we were top three, I'd like to say at this point, mm. something around that. But I just think everything changed. Coots and Freeman were just, you know, the best they'd ever played for us. They were like different players. Jake Wright had come in, not lost a game, but fantastic. And then this guy from Wolves, this Ebanks Landell, who no one knew anything about, had just become a cult hero within a few weeks, banging goals in, and everyone loved him. Yeah, indeed. Um, big game up next. Uh, mm. I've been at work for this one and doing nothing at work. Just, <laughs> just sort of listening all the way through on my phone, like looking what had happened. It was yeah, really nerve wracking actually because I didn't know what was going on. And a, a thrilling game, it must be said. Um, one of the bigger crowds, possibly in fact the biggest crowd we played in front of that season. I'm just thinking it was, it was almost twenty one thousand there. Mm. Um, obviously away from home. I mean, yeah, away um, from home. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, probably would have been. I think the second biggest club, maybe Bolton. Anyway, mm, yeah, Bolton was only seventeen thousand and and what like five thousand that were United fans or something or three thousand yeah. United fans. So yeah, unless I'm missing somebody obvious. Um, yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of small fish in this league that season, actually, when you look at it. Yeah, um, well, yeah. Man, this anyway. said, actually, a lot, saying, oh, Johnny, you know, they're up against Fleetwood, that's how bad that division is, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> all that nonsense. But this is it. O'Connell got dropped for this game, actually, uh, which, again, goes to sort of goes to the theory that it wasn't, it certainly weren't even first choice, let alone the O'Connell that we know today. Mm. Basham had come back from suspension, and he was the one to drop out for Basham. Oh, so Basham went into defence for this game, then? Yeah, it was Basham, uh, Ebanks, and uh, Jake Wright. Jake Wright, yeah. Um, and as I say, a very exciting game. Sharp with uh, a great header to give us the mm. lead. And then uh, I do like his celebration after this one. Yeah. Just, just sort of marches in front of all the Bradford fans, obviously. Go bananas at him. Well, it's uh, funny because he, he did exactly the same celebration against Norwich about three years later. <laughs> yeah, the played. And the, all the Bradford fans on the view from after this were like, why does he hate us? He always does that. It's like, does he against everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, nothing personal. Yeah. Um, Bradford equalised uh, about 15 minutes later. And uh, we took the lead again in the second half with um, another crafty free kick, actually. Yeah. I really like this. It's sort of... I don't know quite how to describe it. We basically, we take it, it's, it's, it's out wide and we swing it into the box, but we, yeah. th- it looks like the guy who's, um, I think it's Fleck eventually swings it in, but it yeah, looks like, yeah. it looks like he's spotting it for, I think Duffy to take it right footed. Um, yeah. But he basically just puts it on the floor and takes it immediately. And uh, Sharp is the only one who moves. He did it against Leeds, didn't we? Exactly the same free kick. You remember the season after this? Yes, and, and I think it's it saved or really good save actually. I think it was yeah at Elland Road, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it, we, we tried it again. It's exactly the same. So it's obviously something that we did work on. Definitely, yeah. So everyone obviously is, is stood around hoping for offside, but Sharp Sharp buries it. Uh, unfortunately, it's two all a few minutes later, uh, and then Bradford actually take the lead, go three two ahead. But then I was fo- gutted at that point. I, I remember being at work, just like pfft, slap. I like, was on computer, and I was just. No, it's the point. <laughs> really um, good. But Basham scrambles in an equaliser four minutes later, and then uh, <laughs> I've got to mention this: he he runs over to the United fans in the corner and does his little uh, his little yeah. like, Klinsman dive thing. 
<laughs> a United fan runs <laughs> so good. He runs out of the away end behind the goal, like essentially joins in with the celebration, but doesn't break stride, just dives into the crowd on the other yeah. side of the ground and just disappears. <laughs> so good. It's the way it's um it's the way the camera like inadvertently tracks all his movement, like from start yeah. to finish. It's perfect. Great moment. And uh yeah, good a good point um again against the team that would finish in the playoffs. Finished um yeah, finished fifth pretty comfortably in the playoffs. So uh, a pretty big test come through there, I think. It kind of just building yeah, yeah, on this yeah. idea that we're we're going in the right direction, I suppose. Um, Bradford were above us at the time, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah, so very good point then. Um, MK Dons at home, the next game. That's another promotion one. They were like fourth or fifth at this point. Yeah, had they... What did they do last season? Were they in the championship? The uh, the season before do you, let me let me just double check this. Uh, They'd obviously gone up to the championship. A yeah, they had to come come down the year before. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. So one thing I do remember about this game was uh, Carruthers being really yeah. good for them. And I remember he, he got took off, didn't he? Injured. Yeah, and I, I do remember being very relieved that he'd gone off. Um, yeah. When did he get sucked off? Uh, Oh, after half an hour, yeah, twenty-eight minutes. Um, by which point, the we were winning one 0 at that point. Schuylkill had given us the lead. Yeah, Schuylkill um, sort of played up front here. I remember, like before, everyone was a bit what? It was, like, it was almost like a three-six-one that we were playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, did Schuylkill get the assist in this game as well? Did he score and score. Yeah, yeah, he crossed it in as well. Like it looked like it was going out, and he put it in and Sharp scored. Yeah, it's a great, great bit of effort from him to to keep yeah. it in and then and then square it. Um, they had equalised. Uh, in the second half, but then Sharp got that winner in the 63rd minute. Another win for the Blades. And then we went to Chesterfield, which mm. again, I, I do feel like this is um, this is quite a sort of um, a, a big a big moment in our season. We won in the FA Cup the weekend before this, actually, against Leighton Orient 6-0. Oh, blimey, was that around then? Sorry, my yeah, head that was going to be January. We were in the first round, so it's obviously earlier than... Uh, and Lavery got his first goal, Chapman Attrick, and then we played Grimsby in the EFL Cup, which was his last game, and Slater got his first professional goal and then yeah as you said it were a Sunday weren't it we were on TV uh, Chesterfield away it was yeah just to talk about that Leighton Orient game I mean I, I felt a little bit bad for them <laughs> Leighton Orient yeah it could have been about 15 nil, couldn't it <laughs> yeah and, and obviously we made a we, it was a very changed team wasn't it I mean uh, Harry Chapman hat-trick uh, actually did Chapman come off the bench I feel like he came on and scored off the bench. I can't tell you give me a sec hang on but anyway um, obviously Leighton Orient were in massive financial troubles and yeah just it, it felt like Kicking a defenceless animal, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the yeah, same. The team that day was Ramsdale, Basham, Wright, Lafferty, Freeman, O'Connell, Fleck, Duffy, Coote, Schoogle, Chapman. So we actually quite a it was strong team. Very strong team, really. team, actually, yeah. Yeah. And Brooks came on, actually, for his debut as well. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, came on for Duffy in the 60th minute. Lavery came on at half time, scored his first goal for the club, and Ben Whiteman. And uh, the, the great Reese Brown were on the bench for that game as well. <laughs> the legend that is Reese yeah. Brown. Um, so yeah, the Chesterfield game. Uh, it's our first uh, reun- reuniting with um, with Chad Evans. Mm. Uh, he was yes. fantastic in this game, Chad Evans. He was for about fifteen yeah. minutes, I think. That's, that's um, fair play, yeah. Yeah, Chesterfield scored after two minutes, uh, which I think came from a bit of work from Evans, didn't it? Like he sort of won the yeah. ball or something like that, and lost it in goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
he had a chance in the second half as well, didn't he? Which uh, I think he were at one-one actually, and uh, Moore saved it. Mm, we, we were definitely on the ropes for that first half, and we one 0 mm. down at half time. And I watched this with the pub with my dad. We uh, went just a local pub, and uh, we obviously went one 0 down after two minutes. Because I'm getting off. He's left. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes in. And then, uh, really? To be fair, I'm feeling a little bit unwell. You know, okay. it, it'd been a bit unwell all that week. And he goes, oh, that's it. I'm off. I can't be bothered. And I, I just said, like, I remember, like, I, what did I have to speak to him? I, I remember, like, passing on a message to him via my mum. So, tell him we won 4 1. He's oh, well, he's in bed at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as we've gone 1 0 down, oh, that's me done. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um,. But yeah, you uh, as you say, we we came back to win four one, scored four goals in the second half, and it yeah, it felt like we were becoming this like properly good attacking force. I mean, obviously Chesterfield ended up getting relegated and uh, finished bottom in the end, didn't they? So yeah, they, yeah, so we really put them to the sword. Freeman uh, Freeman equalised with a, a close range header. Fleck scored um, a twenty yarder after a good His run. First goal. Yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, so. Yeah, a good a good dribble and uh, and finish from Fleck outside the box. Sharp scored a minute later after great work by Duffy and uh, good far post header. And then uh, Clark also from like twenty yards sort of slides yeah. it into the goal. That was his first league goal, I think, Leon Clark. Yeah, that's his first league goal. Yeah, uh, he'd been injured obviously, and he come just come back into the squad. I always remember this game for uh, Wednesday fans on Twitter. Cause obviously on Sky, so they were watching. They're all ah, this league's rubbish. And one one fan quote. Uh, quote here is uh, they think they're coming for us with John Fleck and Leon Clark like, yeah, <laughs> almost like it's almost like twelve months of the day. <laughs> yeah, it really is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a, you know felt like a big win in a derby. We 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 come unstuck a few times against Chesterfield in previous yeah, seasons, yeah. sort of regardless of league position. It's one of them, yeah, one of them games that uh, I think probably matters for, matters more to the opposition fans in a derby stakes, if you like. Yeah. So. Good to uh, to, good to come through it in such emphatic fashion. Um, Then we had the bizarre thing of we had two home games in three days, and uh, both times the opposition finished with nine men, which I've I've never seen before. I've never seen an opposition team go down to nine men before, and it happened twice in three days. Um, Shrewsbury were the first one. Uh, We ended up winning two one, um, but they were down to nine men at half time. Yeah, remarkably weird game. This because this should have been about. 50-0. 50 nil. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they actually no exaggeration. In the second half, and it was two-one. Yeah, sharp missed a penalty. Uh, although, absolute what, awful pen. What I, I don't remember the penalty. What happened? He just blasted like he's he, at this stage. He did it for about two seasons straight. Every one of his penalties was just straight forward blast, mm. and the keeper obviously knew this and just didn't move and just tipped it over the bar. <laughs> he didn't dive. He didn't like go on the floor. It was just it looked awful. Oh really? Yeah. Maybe I just blinked and missed that in the highlights, so it's not included. Um, Scoogle scored again. Uh, yeah, which, we're which... on a bit of a goal-scoring thing. He scored against Leighton Orient as well, Scoogle. Mm, so that was uh, that proved to be the decisive goal. Then three days later, uh, Berry at home. Um, Nil-nil until the longest time. And this really was the, the cementing of uh, Ebanks Landell. Yeah. Cult they were status. down to nine men again, by the way. It's another team down to nine yeah. men. <laughs> uh, do you know, I'm, I'm slightly surprised we didn't even name-check uh, Eel. In, uh, in our Cult Heroes podcast, actually. True, I forgot about it. I mean, he, he died a death. He, he shone brightly for a short while and then died a death. But by the, like, the Fleetwood at home game, people wanted him out. Yeah, I think I think subconsciously he violated my rule of, like, you can't be a Cult Hero if you're part of a successful team. But I think this he would be an exception, I think. Cause, yeah, 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 true, yeah. Anyway, this game is nil-nil. We are absolutely battering them. 
Jacob Mellis, who is obviously um, an ex-United youth player. Um, yeah. Fact, let's just talk about him very quickly, because I believe... Is it Chelsea poached yeah. him? I mean, yeah, £1 million, yeah. Pound, uh, which were like a, a big tribunal, fee. Right? Yeah, yeah, which were a big fee for, a, I think, around like 14, 15. So he looked like he was going to be a, a real top player, and then, you know, he never worked out for him. Yeah, he would, you're right. It would have been... Um... Yeah, it would have been 15, I think, yeah. Um, 2007. Uh, yeah, never. I don't think he played a senior game for them, but then he, he went to Barnsley. Uh, did pretty well for Barnsley, I think. They sort of um, yeah got quite a lot of out of, out of him, but then, uh, yeah, ended up at very... He got sent off in first half stoppage time for a, uh, if memory serves, a very bad tackle. Um, sorry, it was at the end of the first half. Um, it was still nil-nil, and then we get to the 85th minute, and uh, Lee for them picks up two yellow cards in five minutes. And they are down to nine men, and it is true backs of the wall stuff from Bury. You got to, I mean, some heroic defending from them. I do. I remember yeah. one goal line clearance where I think the, didn't the fans clap them off at the end. I think Our so. Fans. Yeah, yeah. That, that does sound familiar. Yeah, um, I was there. I don't remember that bit too too detail, but I I remember being so furious when this guy cleared it off the line. It's like, oh, good. What have we got to do to score a goal in this game? Yeah. Um, but then we, you know, to our eternal credit, we kept playing. Uh, good football, I suppose, smart football, and the winning goal arrives from that nice football where Coots plays a 1-2 in the box, gets slid across for Ebanks Landell. <laughs> to be fair, it probably wasn't slid across for Ebanks Landell, but he was there, and he side-foots into the net first time in the 93rd minute to win the game, deserve three points for the Blades. But, yeah, that was a, that was a great moment. You know, it, two games there that we, I guess, almost didn't win and absolutely should have won against teams down to nine men so yeah huge moment and then his yeah. his, his name is being uh being sung throughout the next game away at charlton which yeah is, um, uh, the, the christmas chant weren't it yeah yeah exactly i'm not gonna sing it so <laughs> no me neither um you, you you must know what it is by now i would yeah. imagine everybody um yeah a game that we should have won uh Unlike the previous ones, I suppose we actually didn't manage to get over the line in this one, and in fact conceded in the ninety-third minute. But a great away day this one, as Charlton tends to be. Um, scored from another uh, another sneaky free kick where um, Duffy runs off the ball and it gets slid to him, and he, I think he sort of slices his shot to be honest, and it kind yeah, of bamboozles the goalkeeper. We were fantastic in this match. I didn't, I didn't yeah. go. I remember listening on the radio and people saying after, and there were a lot of disappointment on the forum actually at the time after mm. because we played so well and only, only got a draw and we really I think we had something like 12 shots away at home at Charlton and we're, did they get in the playoffs that year? Uh, I don't think they got in the playoffs no uh, but they were obviously a decent side they only just come down aren't they I think yeah they finished mid-table there was a little bit of um, unrest there there was a protest as the game kicked off where they were all lobbing I think it was like these little plastic taxis on the pitch as in which I think was a kind of uh, you know taxi for our owners i apologize if any more enlightened fans know what i'm on about there uh, and i've got it completely wrong but yeah i was i actually remember being quite annoyed about it at the time which is yeah sounds terrible but i was just like we need to win this game stop distracting us yeah you know, s- stop messing up this game we need well, this these was just points. a small thing on the what will come on the horizon at coventry <laughs> yes there. absolutely yeah which is yeah, this this times a million really. Talk about um, which of uh, the Coventry things. There were poll on S two at this this time and saying who's the best player of the season so far. It won by John Fleck by quite a mm. quite a, a way. And I'm going to have to read some of these quotes out from the Coventry fans at this particular point again. Back to the Coventry forum. This is like halfway through the season. This is just a few quotes. Uh, one is I totally forgot about John Fleck. 
Uh, another one is, I'd rather have Biggie and Stevenson over Fleck any day. Well, I don't know Biggie and Stevenson. <laughs> have you any idea? Biggie Smalls? I don't know. <laughs> uh, if Fleck was going to achieve something, he'd have done it already. Uh, come February, we'll see what Fleck is all about, uh, when his salary uh, is a motivation of a better salary. We've moved on from players like Fleck now. We don't want him to come back, players like that. And Stevenson has more than replaced Fleck. Where Lovely were Coventry at this point? Coventry went down. Let's, yeah. let's keep, I keep adding that. <laughs> I just I think miles, this happened it? all the way through the season. And I, I looked on their board last season when obviously we were getting promoted. I remember sharing it on the S2 forum. And some of them were still saying, I still won't have him. It's like you're in League One, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll share that in full thread, actually, after this uh, podcast. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put it in the comments underneath it because uh, it's worth a read for anyone. Excellent. I look forward to that. Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, the Dem Blades fanzine. Like so much of the world, the first fanzine of 2020 has been delayed by coronavirus. But as soon as things start returning to some version of normality, it will be winging its way to you. In the meantime, they're announcing the second Dem Blades writing competition with a £50 cash prize for the winner. This year, they're asking fans to tell their greatest Blades story in a thousand words or less. It could be an outlandish expedition watching the Blades away an exuberant anecdote from those promotion-winning days, or even a depressive tale from the worst times. They want your best Blades story. The judges for this year's competition will be Kate Balaga, who is Deputy Football Editor at Sky, Danny Hall, the author of One of Our Own and We're Not Going to Wembley, and Chief Carrier Bag Firm Correspondent for the Demblades fanzine, Phil Rose. You can find more information at demblades.co.uk. Get your submissions in to hello at demblades.co.uk and the closing date is June the 1st. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, the, I guess the frustration of throwing away those three points um, was compounded by our next game where we lost to Walsall. I, I'm, I didn't go to this one, but I do feel like we absolutely battered them um, and they just scored in the first half and somehow we couldn't score against them. Is, do you have any memories of this game? Uh, yeah, it, it's just another one of those sort of. I remember, I always remember Wilder after saying their block, they should, we should have had two penalties, and their blocks were like goalkeeper saves and stuff. And I, to be honest, I wasn't too disappointed by this. And I, I did put a post up on the on the forum at this point saying I, I can't, I've not got the facts in front of me. We'd like we'd lost one in whatever you know, the first lose loss since the Millwall away game, and we played well. If we played poorly, fair enough. But I wasn't as bold. What about you? Were you? Worried at all? No, I, I, I don't think so. I, I remember being a bit annoyed, but I do remember... I think I, maybe I listened to it or something like that, but I do remember yeah. feeling like we'd played well and the feeling that I was like reading was like... You know, that was a bit of a freak result, really. Um, obviously, it's annoying because it was our first defeat in, what, 14 games? Or something? something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we, lo- we lost the fourth and this is game number 20. Um, the so conversations kind of... immediately started again on the forum. We had we had a, uh, a thread called "The Wheels Have Come Off." <laughs> See, I think I was so happy about seeing a team that was actually good that I was like willing to extend so much slack yeah. to yeah. like momentum. Well, yeah. We didn't play badly, and I think what people are saying is we've just played yeah. Shrewsbury nine men, uh, Bury nine men. At home and just sort of scrape through in terms yeah. of results. You know, we two one and one nil. And one post here said uh, the novelty of the three five two has now worn off. 
which <laughs> I like that because uh, we're still playing it now in the Premier League four years later. So. Yeah, I know. Um, and and then that's the thing, you know, I mean, yes, we only beat Barry 1-0 and it took a last-minute goal, but we hammered him. I know they were down yeah, to yeah, yeah, 10, yeah. 10 men for most of the game and then nine right at the end. Charlton, we completely outplayed. Uh, this is definitely, this season was the first time... I guess I I placed like a, a greater overall emphasis for me on uh, on performance, yeah. With, along with results, if you it like, it was just you great know. to watch. Even yeah. in the games like the Walsall game, we looked like we could score. The Shrewsbury were the game. I remember we were like we were a little bit sloppy. We were two and up against nine men. Out, you know that happens. And Charlton away, we hammered him. And there were a bit of some worries, like oh, we're not taking his chances and stuff like that. And I think Wilder made a bit of a thing about it later on in the season about we're not, you know, we these games we've had this season where we should have won like five or six nil and we just weren't taking his chances. But yeah, yeah I think that uh, it's. Yeah, I, I was really, really happy at this stage. Even after the defeat, I just thought we, we're playing well. I, I can watch this every week, you know. Yeah, indeed. Um, we had an FA Cup. T- no, yeah, no, lost to um, Bolton. Oh, I, I, I put Ramsdale's one and only appearance. or wrong because he played in the uh, late, late in Orient game. Yeah, Aaron Ramsdale, Premier League goalkeeper with Bournemouth now. Um, yeah, lost two, two, three at Bolton. A rare. Red goal for Coots, I think, in that one. Was it O'Connell yeah, as well? Yeah, that, that was his first goal uh, of the season in any sort of competition. Uh, for Yeah, again, a lot of changes. I can't get the team apart, so it's not letting me go on it. But I remember there being a lot of changes, though. Mm, yeah, uh, not uh, not too upset to get knocked out of the, uh, yeah. the Cup now that it became quite apparent that we were probably onto a good thing in the league. Yeah. Um, bounced back from the Walsall and Bolton defeats. So we had a, essentially a, what is that, like a almost a two-week break between league games, I suppose, and we played Swindon at home the next game. This game was somehow nil-nil at half-time, and I really have no idea how, because we really did take it to them. And eventually, uh, yeah, for the second time this season, we scored four goals in a half. Yeah. Uh, ended up winning 4-0. Um, I think... Matt Delmas, another clean-through chance in this game. Do you remember that? I don't remember that specifically, yeah. no. First half, I, I were away for this match. Uh, again, we've got a lot of holidays, actually, this year. Unlike this... <laughs> yeah, international jets. <laughs> yeah, but I remember like, we were watching it in a, in a bar, not watching the game, we were watching the results come in, we're like, nil, nil, oh, it's a bit, bit nerve-wracking. And we went, because we were only in Blackpool, we weren't in Blackpool for a week, we were near Christmas, weren't it? And, uh, yeah, went to like, play on a slot machine at half-time, came back and we were like, three and a lot. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we scored three goals in eight minutes, yeah. Um, assisted a little bit by a goalkeeping error to get it, get the ball rolling. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Duffy scored two. Uh, Coots with a oh, beautiful striker. It just felt him on the edge of the air, and every, it was one of that you know that moment shoot. where ev- where everyone shouts shoot, the player shoots, and it actually goes in. Yeah. The yeah, rare yeah. occasion when it happens. But yeah, I think it was left footed from Coots as well. Uh, no, it was yeah, right, yeah. Right. right. No, we're right. It was right, right, right from the I'm, right side. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the uh, the goalie scored against Reading the next season was left footed. I think. Um, which is a similar kind of thing, a first-time shot from outside the box. Um, but yeah, he just drilled it. Uh, it. I was like perfectly in line with it on the cop, so I just knew it was like just flying into the side netting, as in the inside of the side netting. Um, Duffy made it three, and then Keelan Lavery got his first league goal with a, a nice finish coming off the bench as well. Yeah, uh, Lavery was yeah. okay. Like a, you know, he, he played a lot. Um, I feel like he was sort of our starting, almost our first choice partner with Sharp for much of the next kind of month or couple of months yeah that's true I think a lot of people wanted him in the team more as well uh, not not you know a lot of people knew what Don's uh, limitations were and Lavery were a new signing I think he'd done okay at Wednesday and stuff and he'd done well at Portsmouth on loan year before but he never mm. quite happened for him did it no it was yeah I think he's a I think he's a 
sort of probably an average League One striker. I know that sounds like yeah. a criticism, but uh, you know, that's a perfectly good career. Yeah, I still play that. I've absolutely no idea what happened to after. Let me just have a look now. He plays for, uh, for Walsall, our old favourites. Yeah, did he get to Rotherham? He went on Rotherham to, on loan to Rotherham. Then he went to uh, Bury, and obviously they folded. And then um, Walsall has got four in twenty-seven. Not not quite as good as uh, well. I suppose he's got four in thirty for us apparently. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. always felt like he was a fairly decent finisher. I mean, he actually, I'd, I'd love to know how many minutes he actually played for us. Probably yeah, not that many at all to be honest. Um, Next up was uh, a game I didn't see because I was at my uh, work Christmas party getting uh, this is amazing, text this updates. Match. This, yeah, I'm going to give you the floor a, with this. We it's such a good match for us. I mean, it's a terrible. It were a terrible match. You're on Sky, obviously Coventry away. We're talking about it were horrible, but it's so legendary for me for the the, the aftermath. After I obviously did, I, I feel like I personally started a little bit of rivalry Coventry with a few from actually after. Uh, I can't read any of it out because it's mostly swearing, but if you go on the <laughs> site, you'll see it. Uh, it's um, that's another one I'll post on the on the comments underneath. It was probably one of the longer view phones that I've done, and it's just wall-to-wall criticism of us and how we conducted ourselves when they did the pitch invasion, and it just started off this sort of all the way through after that probably only based around social media and Twitter and stuff like that but it mm. was like a bit of a rivalry for the rest of the season after this they thought we were a disgrace for shouting there's only one CISO or whatever it is who, who owns Coventry we thought they were a disgrace for trying to abandon a match with 10 minutes to go when we were going for promotion and stuff mm. like that and yeah horrible game horrible pitch really bad performance but we won yeah, I mean, the thing you've not mentioned is the fact that their protest for the game was basically everybody bring a whistle and yes, blow the whistle yeah. through the entire game. Yeah. And I mean, if you thought the Vivazelas were annoying at the uh, 2010 World Cup, then I've got to tell you, this is this is another level watching yeah. uh, watching. It, it, it was horrible. It was a horrible match. I watched it in pub. It were, we we played awful like, but the pitch was terrible. Obviously, mm. the atmosphere and stuff like that. And then the Coventry fans were so angry after with us. With our fan, and I think that I think you have you've summarized why they why they were angry. I suppose. Why yeah, and the Sheffield Star even did a, a a sort of an article on it about how angry their their fans were and and how they thought Sheffield United fans had reacted in a bad way and stuff, and that caused a bit of controversy. This went on for about three or four months. It was still people yeah. piping up about you know this like sort of how we'd reacted to the Coventry fans and stuff and. This this was still going on when we played in the own game. There were a lot of you know chants from our fans at them and stuff, and there were a lot of anger stuff. And, and I still don't think they like us. And we no. took him, so. <laughs> yeah. and turned him into uh, one of the best players in uh, in the Premier League. Um, yeah. I, but the thing is, though, as you as you, as you summarise there, we were going for promotion. This was an important game for us, yeah. and essentially that was being put in jeopardy. So. Their you know point what? is they're, they're losing the club. Like one of them puts here, we're not going to have a club soon, and all these idiots are bothered about his promotion. And but that protest for me, I don't see that. That's not going to change anything. No one's going to say, "Hang on, the protest, right?" That's, I, you know, you, what do they expect us to do? Just sit and clap? I, I, yeah, that was I, it. It's like the, you, I will support your protest about what's happening, but don't do it in a way that damages us because it did. Charlton did it in the first minute of the game when we played them away. They threw tennis balls onto the pitch. I think that, yeah, you know, first minute, you know, this was the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, I know that in, in retrospect, I felt a little bit embarrassed about how annoyed I'd been about Charlton um, chucking all the stuff on right at the start. Yeah. Um, and, and they were all, uh, all their stewards were obviously prepared for it as well because like yeah. 
they let them throw it all and then like a massive army of them just cleared it all up within like five minutes. But yeah, this Coventry game is just nonstop whistles. You know, there was a guy, what was there, a guy ran on and sat in the centre circle and they, you know, the players were taken off for a bit, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think it was going It's another one actually I watched from my dad and he left. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably just like... like... Yeah, <laughs> he said... It was about 15 minutes they were off. They weren't... Yeah. Minutes, you know. One of the, the, the uh, quotes here from a Coventry fan is... Um, People, uh, games are irrelevant. Points are irrelevant when your club is being killed. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But then it's like, well, why are you trying to beat us then? Why, why are your players trying to score goals against us and yeah, stop us having yeah. three points? Have <laughs> these Sheffield United fans not been following football? I will never forget what they did tonight and we should replace all our chants about Villa with Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It's yeah, yeah just uh, I don't know. I I, I sympathise with the situation at the time. Are they still there? They're still there. See, uh, I've no idea. I've moved, moved on to bigger and better things now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember like it was just sort of. I understand where they were coming from to a degree, but how they couldn't see it from our point of view, just I was just always I was bemused by it. And obviously the Wednesday fans were getting on board, like we stick by you, Coventry. Oh, always the third Wednesday and all this sort of stuff. But, yeah. Um, Sharp after the resumption, Sharp scores an 87th minute winner. And yeah, I've got to say a lot of credit to the players for winning this game in that yeah. circle because it must be. I mean, even on the highlights, you can see. A few times the players like pause because a whistle's blown. Yeah, um, I think it's actually in the build-up to, if not the winner, then maybe it's one of the times we hit the post in this game. But I think it's Duffy mm. like he almost stops and looks round like, was that the referee or was it just the yeah. constant whistling from the fans? But now we they get the win. Performance. They were on top before the the uh, everyone got took off. To be fair, and I think it helped us. Yeah, uh, so that's a. An important win just for Christmas. And then uh, we played Oldham at home on Boxing Day. Uh, as you've noted, Dan, it was a poor first half. I don't remember getting booed off. Yeah, we um, got booed off at half-time. Wilder mentioned it in his interview about... Was it just you, you know, we're doing really well. Yeah, yeah, just me on my own. <laughs> no, we did. We got booed off at half-time. There's even a thread on the S2 forum saying, like, why are we doing this? Stop booing. It was a poor first half. And again, people saying... Well, you know, that's two bad performances in a row. Coventry away, Oldham at home. And like other people saying, yeah, but we've got six points. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think people yeah. were nervous. I think that's what it were. I think, I, I think it were a frustration because we knew we were on the cusp of doing something. I think we'd gone, we had, we weren't top at this point. We were like in the top two. Mm. And I think we knew we were close. And then we put in a couple of bad. And I think people were just nervous. Yeah, fair enough, I suppose. Um, two goals from Sharp on this. The first one was a fantastic sort yeah. of uh, half volley on the angle. Uh, and then Clark basically wipes out their goalkeeper in the build yeah. to the second goal as Sharp finishes. Um, never forgive Leon Clark for this game, actually, uh, because I had a bet on United to win 3 0 and he missed an absolute sitter right at the end. Oh, I don't remember it, it, that, yeah, really. Yeah, I, was, I was fuming with him. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out. It was quite a bit of money as well, actually. I can't remember because I had like first goal score of Sharp, 3 0. So I don't know what that would have been, about 28 to 1 or something. So I like, put a five or whatever it were and something like that. And then, oh, really angry with him because it was such an easy chair. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're still, yeah. you're still annoyed. Yeah. Um, all right. It was and... a bouncing day, to be fair to him. But... Yeah, it took him, took him another nine months. But <laughs> yeah. uh, next was another home game, Northampton at home. And uh, it took until the 89th minute to mm-hmm. finally break Prick the resistance of Northampton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kieran Freeman smashes it in. Again, inside the six-yard box. Got a lot of goals inside the six-yard yeah, box. Yeah, he did. He did. 
And um, did that take us? Yeah, it took us top it took for the first time for the for the first time, and we never we never left it. Um, brilliant save from Simon Moore in this match. If you don't, if you remember it. Mm, yeah, I do. Yeah, very good from the free uh, kick. Really good save. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that takes us to the end of 2016 uh, and into January. We made a new signing at this point, Samir mm. Carruthers yeah. from MK Dons. Oh, I don't know. He, he, I don't feel like he really did anything for us. Like, I was, he sort of looked like a, he, he was kind of a player who came on and had some sort of flashy cameos, didn't he? Was, yeah, I liked him when he first came out. I remember against Bolton when he, came, he played. He was brilliant, mm. like taking people on and... I thought, oh, he's, he's going to be a right star, this guy. And it just never really happened for him. He never consistent enough. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was, but there was a home game. I think maybe it was Charlton, just looking down the list, where he went on a mega run right at the end of the game. And like I think mm. his, shot, his shot was saved, and it would have been like probably the goal of the season, to yeah. be honest. It was just an incredible character attack. But it, I think it was a, a worthwhile signing to get another kind of attacking midfielder in there, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what was the next game South after Northampton? Way we're after this. Why am I not looking at this? What's going on? Uh, no, we missed Berry out in between. Oh, sorry, of course. Yeah, but yeah, I missed that out myself. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. travelled to my my only trip to uh, to Berry. R.I.P. Um, I was working for this game actually. I remember we had more away funds than home funds, which mm. was not the last time this happened this season. I think there was about four thousand or three and a half thousand United yeah. funds. Total attendance was 6,000. We had uh, fans on three sides of the ground. It was uh, a freezing day, but a great atmosphere and ultimately a good win, although had to kind of wait for it a little bit. Mellis uh, scored from 25 yards. Yeah, really good goal from him, wasn't it, that? Yeah. Yeah, complete out of nowhere. Just shock, really. Shock goal in front of the United fans. Um, sharp equalised with a nice little turn. Uh, an own goal by, what's this guy's name? Is it? Oh, Kelvin Etuhu. Etuhu. Yeah, yeah, two who's. There's, there's a few two who's, isn't there? Yeah, there um, is, yeah, yeah. There's Dixon. Are they brothers? I didn't know that. Yeah, Dixon, Michael, and Kelvin are all brothers, but Kelvin, a two yeah. who's the one who's got an own goal. And then uh, Freeman again uh, finished finished the job in front of the United fans. Uh, good away trip, that one. I enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, so it's really sad, obviously, with what's happened to uh, what's happened mm-hmm. to Bury that uh, yeah. not able to go there anymore. But then, as you mentioned, yes, yeah, South End away. Um, Revenge from that defeat earlier in the season, uh, and and very a very emphatic win. I mean, Southend, I think they were in the playoffs at this point. They, right? were, they were they were on a massively good run. I think like they were on such a bad run we've played before. I think there was something like seven in a row they'd won away from home. Really good. We were four one up at one point, and we were like, wow, this is incredible. Because they were like you said, they were in the playoffs, and we we just tore them apart. Yeah, Ebanks Landell gets another goal early on. They did equalise, but O'Connell from a free kick, uh, and then Freeman again um, with a ni- nice move, and Lavery made it four-one, and they got one back in the eighty-eighth minute. Yeah, it was. I do remember. Uh, I didn't go and listen to this, and I remember beforehand being like, "This is, yeah, this this might be the the next defeat for us." But then, yeah, we just yeah absolutely ran them ragged by the sounds of it, and yeah, l- everything looks uh, everything looks super rosy, and then oh no, here come Walsall again. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> Unbelievable! This honestly, I just can't. I, I can't get my head around it. I, I was so confident. We just hammered Southend, who were the informed side. Also, was just a nothing side, really, in in, in that season. Mm. And then obviously we went one 0 down. I remember listening to it. We were playing pretty poor. Got an equalised. I think I will step it up now. And then four <laughs> one. Yeah, I mean, we should say this is. I guess this is a decisive point of the season in terms of uh, we do stumble here, and I think yeah. it possibly informs 
our transfer business over the next few weeks as well, um, because performances do slip. And yeah, there's there's that slight. I don't know. I started to, for for me. I did start to get that feeling of like maybe teams do know how we play, like have worked out how to play mm-hmm. against us, and you know we. Yeah. You know, when you think about the striking options, we're still as I said only. Only Sharp and Freeman ended up getting double figures, and we were still really cycling through forwards at this point. I mean, it was it was kind of Lavery's turn. Um, yeah. Before that, as you mentioned, Skoogle had been playing up front, yeah. um, Doan in the early part of the season as well. So it did become a bit like, mm, this is a little bit worrying. But yeah, as you say, we got completely just mashed by Walsall. Yeah. We were just, we were just getting burned on the counter-attack like, time and time yeah, again. Yeah, didn't they, like, uh, Walsall? We just couldn't handle them. Yeah, which is alarming to say the least, and it, mm. it, you know, it made me think of the uh, Palace comments from this season of uh, yeah, overlapping centre backs, yeah. overlapping centre backs. You're having a laugh. Well, that was kind of what <laughs> yeah. kind of what Walsall uh, demonstrated against us in that okay. game, um, and then we followed it up with a, another poor performance at home to Gillingham, where Wilder kicked off after this one, didn't he? Big time. This was the, probably the biggest he kicked off. He we uh, he said. We were big time in the second half. We said the long throw is their biggest threat. Me and Nilly may as well have gone home at 1pm because we told them time and time again, yet they scored from it. We're not ruthless, and if the players can't handle the criticism, good luck to them. Which we've heard this sort of stuff from Wilder since, aren't we? Like, well, if you don't want to be a go or whatever, if you can't handle yeah. it, get out. But that was quite a big thing because obviously everything had been going so well. And we were missing loads of chances. That Gillingham game, again, we... It was just chance after chance after chance, and we looked like we were conceding every time the other side went forward as well at this point. Uh, yeah, James well, out of the team at this point for some reason. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, con- con- talking of conceding, that was, of course, um, so this was a two all draw, and it meant we conceded eight goals in our mm. last three games, uh, mm. which which would go on to become 10 goals in four games. Yeah. Uh, Sharp gave us the lead, but then uh, Josh Wright equalised a pretty fortunate goal, but. Um, yeah. or the way it broke to him is quite fortunate and then as you say yeah the long throw in from Gillingham uh, seven minutes later just slings it into the box it's flicked on and tapped in and yeah you're just like what on earth this is a you know a nothing team that they've just turned up and scored two really simple goals I do yeah, yeah. actually now, you, now that you mention it I remember yeah we we really hammered him in the first half and Gillingham hadn't had a sniff and suddenly I'm sat there it's 15 minutes later and we're 2-1 down it's like what on earth yeah. is happening um Freeman equalised three minutes later, uh, smashing the ball in from close range yet again. But uh, I don't think yeah. we had many chances to win it, did we? I remember it sort of fizzling no, out as no. well. Uh, we dominated the ball and stuff. And then after, I remember like we brought James Anson in. That were already like a done deal. And yeah. I don't think that like so. I don't think too many people were happy about that signing. To be honest, I remember on the forum. I look back obviously on the forums and stuff like that, and people were saying. Uh, you know what? He's not what we need. He's just a big lump. And the Bradford fans on the view from were saying, "Why are they signing him?" You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Sort of, in hindsight, perfect. He was another option, but we didn't know that obviously at the time. I think I was good with it at the time because it, it felt like we did need something different. And certainly the next game, it became much more apparent. So he was, as you say, he was signed after this Gillingham game because I do remember him being a paraded's probably a bit grand for. We were in jail, Shay, weren't it? Yeah, not John O'Shea, as I keep thinking it is. I'm probably yeah. going to call him John O'Shea at some point during this. Um, uh, Joe Riley was another one that we signed the week before as well. Yeah, what happened with him? Did he get injured? He was he was sort of a right back, wasn't he? he? Like a, I think he had like two two games, something like that. Ron Lamb from Man United, weren't he? Yeah, never really, uh, never really had much of a spell in the team. Um, but yeah, the, the Hanson signing, I was I was good with that because as, as I was kind of just saying, you know, we were pretty. Uh, well, short, both literally and on options up front, I guess. 
And so well, I think that it... sums up by the next one where McNulty starts his one and only game of the season against Fleetwood. This was bad. This was bad. I this was alarm bells big time for me watching this one. Yeah, same um, here. Same here. I thought we were blowing it. I remember sitting there with my mate saying, This we're gonna do it, we're gonna blow it, we're gonna blow it again. We ended up with E Bank Slandell up front in that game. <laughs> Yeah, we started. Did we start McNulty on his own? I think we left Sharp out, didn't we? McNulty and Sharp up from and McNulty got taken off at half time because we were oh, really poor. Right. Lavery came on. didn't really do much. Then we ended up with three up front, which one were Ebanks Landell. But Landell had made a huge mistake for the second goal. Yeah, God, didn't yeah. he just the, the first goal? Yeah, the first goal was so unlucky from our perspective. Yeah. Their left back just like swings, just completely slices this shot, and of course it runs straight to their right back who smashes it in on the corner. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you say, I think it's o- is it O'Connell again with, with Ebanks Landil? And mm. one of them leaves it to Ebanks Landil, who then leaves it for uh, for more. And uh, Devante Cole, yeah. who would later be a transfer target for us, just lobs it over him. And this was a, such an annoying game for me because Fleetwood, as I said, were a, a consistent playoff team all the yeah. way through. But it was such a... Just such a flat atmosphere, you know. It was a midweek game. There was like forty away fans, and mm. I, I hated to bang this drum when we're in League One, but I do feel this it disadvantaged us a little bit when we played these teams, where it's just like this is like a friendly or a League yeah, Cup first round yeah. game. Like you know, this team play in front of two thousand fans normally, and there's fifty of them here right now, and we've never played them before in our history. This kind of thing. And it just contributes yeah. to a flat atmosphere off the pitch. The and... season before, actually, it's in the programme now. So the season before, uh, Fleet were playing at Bramall Lane when we beat them 3-0. Dean Ammon's mm. debut, uh, nonetheless. <laughs> mm. That was the largest attendance they'd ever played in front of, including cup games. Ridiculous. Yeah. I do... Um, yeah, I went back and... Because uh, I remember texting my dad after this game and I managed to quite quickly, actually, find this in my WhatsApp messages. But, oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I wrote that, uh, I said that I, it looked like we'd written the game off, like we were just like not bothered about it with the team selection and the way that we, yeah. we tried. And um, yeah, my suggestion was uh, Doan should start up front next time. Yeah, um, although, doubt, go back to Doan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah although I, I did notice that I'd put both a question mark and an exclamation mark, which suggests that 2017 me was being a bit tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad's responses were very doom and gloom, actually. It was like, oh, I've seen this all before. It's all coming apart now. Da, 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 I think da. that's what I was feeling. I really do. I remember sort of just sat there going, we're going to blow it. We've had his bit. We've done his bit. We were, oh, it was a really, really bad display. It was, and and you know, it, it was more annoying because it, in a way, it was more annoying because it was a good team. Mm. You know, Fleetwood yeah. were not many points behind us at that point, I don't think, and it's just like they've just rocked up and really played us off the park, and we haven't really haven't laid a glove on them. I know we've, you know, we've we've left some players out, but yeah, it was uh, it was not a good time. Um, we definitely benefited here from. A ten-day break, yeah. which I believe was because of the FA Cup that we were no longer in. Of course, FA Cup third round. Mm. Um, do you know, I think is this the this is something like the only time in about thirty years that we haven't been in the FA Cup third yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, a big thing of us you know, up until this season that oh, you don't give a, you don't care about the cups, Balder. Um, mm. And then obviously this season we're in the quarterfinals before everything. We're in quarterfinals. We're in quarterfinals. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's quarterfinal. Yeah, I guess. Right, yeah, because he, he didn't really take him that seriously, did he? To be fair. No, not all. Um, and and this break, I think, uh, definitely helped reset. Obviously, uh, O'Shea and Hansen had come in. Um, and, uh, yeah, the next game is 
Wimbledon at home and we are back on song with a, a 4-0 victory with Hansen getting his only goal for us, I think. Yeah, he's yeah, his first he's on his debut and he's only goal for us, yeah. Yeah, Sharp scored after two minutes. Hansen with a, a good finish actually, just sort of sweeping it into the yeah. net from about twelve yards. Um and then Fleck and Lavery um yeah, put the uh, put the icing on the cake late on. Um and yeah, it's, it's such a turnaround emotionally, I think, of like, oh, actually, no, wait. I, I remember, we are good after all. Yeah. Um, after that one, Scunthorpe lost to Southend and we went top of the league uh, again, or stayed top of the league, I should say. Yeah. And we were nine points clear of third place as well at this point, albeit having played two games more. So yeah. we were in a good position. Um, we talked about I, people's attitudes changing. They were a thread on the S2 form after this uh, titled, Are We Too Good for This League? <laughs> And someone put like in the comments, we lost to Walsall four one about three weeks ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly not. Um, I do just want to shout out the Wimbledon fans. Um, I think it's, I think it's in the build up to our third or fourth goal, but you can hear them singing, "We've had a shot." Yeah, which is very nice. Good old, uh, good I old think Wimbledon. Did really badly that season. They ended up staying up pretty comfortably, actually. Yeah, it? yeah. Finished, uh, yeah, eight points clear of relegation in fifteenth place. So mm. nothing to worry about. Um, let us. Pause there, mate. Let's uh, let's end part one there, um, because I think that's I think that's a good spot. We, we've gone yeah. through the uh, the tough patch and shown that um, we're still here. Essentially, we're still one of the better teams in the league. And then I think we really enter the sort of crunch period of the season next, where we cement the fact that we are yeah. uh, the top dogs in League One for this season. So we'll take a break here. Um, this can be the end of part one. And uh, yeah, look out for part two very, very soon, where we will run through the uh, the conclusion of this season and United's march to 100 points. <laughs> 